Yeah, this is my wife, Allie, Allie. over here. Yeah, nice to meet you, Allie. So this is um, this is like a, a this is a family show tonight. <laughs> Doing the like... my dog's hanging out here too. Yeah, yeah, right on. Oh, my mine will come in and gank me at some point. Um, my other two dogs don't give a crap when I go live. Like um, my my corgi, she actually hates being around me when I'm on my computer. She, she like if I'm not oh, at my yeah. computer, she'll like you know, she's just a ball of floof that won't leave me alone. But whenever I'm at the computer, she's like, nah, I'm, I'm not going over there. Which is... I'm going to ask you a question. Are you allowed to swear? Uh, yeah, you swear on my shit. Yeah. You can swear on my shit. Yeah, but she's, um... Uh, yeah, she just, like, won't, um... She won't... Whenever... Like, I don't know operant conditioning what it is, or if she, she just, like, has in 13 or 14 years of me ignoring her for the screen given up. But, like, when I'm streaming, people want to see the corgi. <laughs> I'm like, damn it, Mochi. SCW <laughs> Soren showing up, uh, dropping a tier three sub for 32 years of support. Says, good evening from Texas. And good evening to Texas. How, how's it going, Soren? How's, uh, he's got, uh, actually, as I recall, we've been painting some Cursed City for, for the Rantathon coming up here July 30th and July 31st. And I just got the third, uh, the third fully painted army, uh, for that. So, Ooh. um, that's, uh, uh, Crooks. I'll be sharing photos, uh, probably tonight or tomorrow of the whole army but it's the cricks ganked by daughter how's it going sweetie oh um, i thought you were supposed to be in bed you can't get your gummies and pills you're gonna have to go wake mommy up sweetie Okay, excuse me i good thing i was about to do the intro and then i didn't yet do the intro i have to go help her I would have awkwardly sat here after you introduced me. Yeah, okay. I'll just introduce you, and then you uh, see. Uh, I'll handle the, gang. the show isn't really started, chat gang. So feel free to like really, really uh, uh, put TJ through the ringer. blowing up all up in here see you don't need me you got you got this you know uh, so we we you know cooked dinner ate dinner you know everything was on schedule today and we turned on uh the what's that turning red or whatever uh, oh it's a great movie the, the panda yeah. yeah and so that was on like kind of pre-dinner turned it off uh you know to eat dinner and then like you know played around and then like it was about time to get ready to go to bed, and they're like, oh, we got to finish our movie. Look at it. I'm like, okay, there's a half an hour left. And that half an hour turned into an hour and a half so quickly. <laughs> like, uh, kids, they're just like, they're they're like time lords. They're, they're like fucking TARDISes or something, like, stashed in their bedrooms. I mean, that's part of, like, part of the reason I had to... <laughs> 
like when you asked me to be on like suggest the later start than what you originally told me is because like we try to start bedtime anywhere between 7 7 30 and regardless of how tired our kid is it will sometimes take until nine o'clock for him to finally like we will be laying in his room in the dark like the like peacefulest of movies that will just zonk him out on and he will still just like just not go to sleep uh, yeah my wife said like he's allergic to it oh, it's, it's what is it with kids okay like i am an insomniac so i understand not sleeping but it's not because i don't want to sleep i would love to be able to sleep what the hell is with children not wanting to sleep like it's, i don't know just do well, it so... now and then you get older and then you're not allowed to sleep like do it now Ugh. It's true, but I think it's one hundred percent. He has ADHD, yeah. Um, so, like, I think he just like he. We've always called him our little Ariel. He wants to be where the people are, and, yeah. and, right? Like, he just so. Uh, but in general, yeah, like, yeah. yeah no, I think even if he didn't have that, it would probably be a challenge. Well, I mean, I, I'm fairly certain Colin does. Colin has ADHD as well, and my daughter. It's it's difficult to tell right now because she's just very um, she is very much herself. She is, yeah. you know, like, she knows who the hell she is and what the fuck she wants all the time. Um, but Colin, he's got a lot of my behavioral patterns, and we know that yeah. there's a, you know, genetic component to it. And I'm like, well, if I got diagnosed with severe ADHD, like, we better check. You know, well, yeah, we, we've chatted about that a little bit where, like, I, like, between various, like, TikTok things, seeing things, and just talking with people, especially once I joined your community and everything like that, like, I, yeah. it's something I've wondered about, and I've touched briefly with my therapist about it and everything. Um yeah. But now knowing that he has it as well, I'm like, yeah, better get kind of a flip. Yeah. Like, okay, well, my kid has it, and I have all these. Yeah, like, yeah, and do I have it? Right, and and the media does a horrible job. Uh, I know, newsflash. Uh, yeah. But like, but the media is great. They never by, do anything wrong. By media, I mean like film media and like the things that we get like kind of our markers from for looking for some of this stuff. Um, there, there hasn't been like I don't think I've seen a single since I've been aware of it my own adhd i don't think i've seen a single accurate representation of actual adhd in oh no yeah, yeah. in yeah. any film related any any media what's it's just like it, you you know well, I, mean, I go ahead go ahead no yeah, it was very similar like autism for the longest time it isn't it isn't until the last probably four or five years that we've seen probably actual accurate depictions of what an autistic person is right like. yeah everyone thought it was rain man right that's autism yeah. it's like no like yeah yeah, I mean, like I said, it's you know we should, shouldn't be surprised that media gets stuff wrong, but it's still you you feel like kind of like a fool because you grow up with these stereotypes and like you're looking for the like you know just yelling and can't sit in there staring like not just like how I bounce my knee and just like swivel my chair a little bit like you're not looking for something like that you're looking for these like big you know overt stuff you're looking for like yeah. behavioral problems and shouting down the teacher and you know yeah and with ADHD it's, it's behavioral stuff and also like the whole the whole plastic bag thing right like. The, the the easily distracted yeah that, that i mean like, yeah so I've, like, yeah you've got the inattentive uh so i so i've got the uh i've got combined type which is uh, there's some like old vernacular still rolling around now um add isn't really used so much anymore it's just adhd mm -hmm. um and even now they're like well it's not so much like what does it say high, uh, like attention deficit disorder it's more of like a, a regulatory disorder not so much a yeah. deficit because like you think deficit and then that like 
undermines the fact that we do get hyperfixation. So, so folks with yeah. ADHD or people who have undiagnosed ADHD, they're like, no, I can like, I, I crush it. I just learned everything. I, I'm going to keep using this joke forever checking. You know, what's coming here. I just learned everything about Animorphs. Like, like, of course I could focus. Like I just spent seven hours uh, reading three different Wikipedias on Animorphs and watching three different YouTube uh, channels, like big full rundowns of the whole Animorph series. Of course I can focus. Or like the time I learned, like I had one question about like knots when I was I was writing a, a book. Um, and I'm like, well, I you know, I've got this question about knots. Like, well, what was this kind of knot? Like this character would know what that knot is. And so I have like... Like, well, that character's, like, they would know what the knot is. So I, like, have to, like, research knots. And then suddenly I'm just, like, just six hours later, I'm, like, ask me anything about any rope that's ever been tied. Like, I know everything. Um, it, it's, yeah. <laughs> and you're, like, and, and you don't know that that, that hyperfixation is, is an ADHD thing. And, and you have, you know, it's the internet, right? We all fall down, like, internet black holes from time to time. But it's Yeah, the- but I think that there's a difference between going down a rabbit hole, right, and just because you're scrolling at the end of the night or something and, like, not being able in to stop it. the and that's exactly what it is it's it's you're you're not capable of it like i um uh mars might be in chat here uh sorry about that by the way um mar uh, mars uh, and i were having a conversation i couldn't leave my phone um like i like every time i would set it down i had to grab it to see what the next because i had to talk i had to finish the conversation and as long as that conversation wasn't finished in to like my mind satisfaction i couldn't focus on fucking anything for that whole day yeah. like it was i lost an entire day to like one I mean, history that's, discussion that's what a lot of rant moment is right like it's just all of us just not stopping anything right like, right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no so it's um uh, so i'll do the intro real quick uh How's it going, chat gang? I am, of course, the magical Mr. Mephisto, the most dangerous man in Age of Sigmar. I am your lo- loquacious lich king, guiding you through all the adjacencies of Warhammer. Uh, this is episode 126. Uh, we're going to be talking about Indie Storm, and I am joined by the TO of Indie Storm out of, I'd imagine, in- Indianapolis. Yeah. In- <laughs> TJ, how's it going, TJ? It's good. It's really good. good. But be- I'm, I'm still uh, hilariously riding the high from the event a little bit. That's, how well it that's great. That'll that'll keep it fresh in your mind. But but before we talk about Age of Sigmar, let's just keep going on ADHD. I think this is this is a decent yeah. conversation. <laughs> no, no, it's um it, it, the see look at that that like this yeah. conversation <laughs> you just can't get off of it. It's and by now my ADHD meds have completely worn off. They they last about six hours, and I take two doses a day. So I take one when I get up in the morning, and I take one basically right after lunch, um, if I remember to take that second one. Because uh, it turns out all the things that you need to do to to like sort of compensate and be better when you have ADHD are the exact things ADHD makes you bad at. Um, so it's it's interesting learning about myself and sort of recontextualizing my life. Because I got, like, three diagnoses. Um, well, there was, like, an anxiety thing in there, too, but it wasn't, like, an official anxiety. Just, you mm. tested really high for anxiety, but it's comorbid with, you know, these other things. So it's not like, you know, I have anxiety, but it's co- it's a comorbidity, not so much its own thing. Um, see? ADHD brain. That's how you talk. you got to explain everything before I can explain one thing. It's just – I call it bonus content now. Um, every thought I have oh, yeah, comes yeah. with bonus content. Uh, this is, I'm going to stop internalizing my own hatred. Uh, you know, like you, you get these sort like you have this like internalized or sort of like self ableist crap. Uh, 
that you oh, yeah. you I learn know. that stuff almost before you learn you have ADHD. So by the time you you know you turn you know you're in your thirties and you're getting diagnosed, you're like, oh yeah, like I you know uh, I'm just lazy, and you start to believe stuff like that. You know, and it's you know I'm I'm trying to not say such like a like sort of self ableist crap like that anymore. So one of my 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 promises to myself was to stop calling myself lazy. Um, although I'm very lazy. I really don't want to do anything. Um, are you lazy or do you have lazy moments? I have, I, I indulge my a lot of work. Like I indulge my, but I work a shit ton. I'll indulge chat gang here a little bit. And like, I'll, I'll dote on you a little bit. Like you put a shit ton of work in. So we all appreciate you and love it. So it's true. (laughs) <laughs> it's just it's never it's never the and that's the ADHD like I'm never putting the work in you know sometimes where I need to it's wherever the dopamine takes me basically like my brain's like I'm gonna go here now and um I found out that the B is like the the symbol for ADHD which is super appropriate if anyone knows one of my dreams is to retire and become a beekeeper <laughs> so um yeah yeah so like a um Drinking caffeine isn't a way to solve ADHD, just a form of self-medication. Correct, Omir. Correct. Um, yeah, what was I saying? Um, it was uh, ADHD. Uh, so Yeah, internalization. So all my thoughts come with bonus content now. Uh, that's how I'm going to refer to it now. I'm not uh, – I don't talk too much. I'm not I, – I don't rant. Well, I, I rant. We, we're, you know, rant, calling this rant cast was uh, sort of like beating people to the punch. You know, oh, yeah. you talk too much. Well, I, I, of course, I talk too much. Fucking show's called Rantcast. Shut up. You know, like I've already, you know, like so he was preempting it. But, but now we're gonna start talking. Like when I, I start to feel self conscious about talking too much, it's just that all my thoughts come with bonus content for free. Uh, you're welcome, everybody. Um, so yeah, ADHD. The, it's been, it's it's weird to have missed it because I'm I'm so much of it all the time. And, uh, mm-hmm. and what got us here was there's, there's the inattentive and there is the hyperactive. So you have the sort of two, two sides of it. It's kind of like a spectrum. Um, and many folks with ADHD, like they're actually on the inattentive side of things. And so like, they're still struggling with that, that fact that like our just, our brain essentially has like four lanes, you know, and everyone else's brains mm-hmm. are like, they have several just on and off ramps everywhere for the, for their brains, you know, like they have. You know, and we just have like the little four lanes and we can never really like get anything extra, you know, like we're always, you know, if one of these lanes, you know, we can't multitask, you know, Um, but they'll have all the sort of inhibiting factors of what is sort of the more uh, outward expressions of ADHD. Um, You know, they have all the hyperactivity, like it's the same brain chemistry, basically, Uh, but they won't have those outward indicators uh, like me swiveling my chair here or bouncing my knee, they won't have that hyperactive indicator. So like they go undiagnosed even longer just because they're on the inattentive side of it. Um, that's the, you set your wallet down and you, it just fucking disappears, man. Like <laughs> fucking gone forever. Um, I don't think it's ADHD really, but I legitimately lost the car key somewhere in my house this week. Oh yeah. And now my house is admittedly a disaster, but I yeah. feel like I love these car keys. Yeah. Well, I, I was watching, um, it's a thought slime video a while ago and thought slime was really the one that like, that was where I'm like, I, like Molly was watching it with me. Um, and she's like, uh, like you, you get to talk to that therapist now. I'm like, oh, fuck, I gotta, because it was the thought slime video was like, I like surprise. I have ADHD. I think is what it was called. And, um, it, it was just, uh, they went through their whole like day experience and it wasn't just like where you see these TikTok videos 
or you see like a Facebook like viral meme or something like that where they're saying something that's kind of vague and anyone could get like mm-hmm. you know self conscious of it. It was it was very specifically my experience every moment of every day. Yeah. And I'm like I better fucking talk to somebody. Um, I was more trying to add to what you're saying and failed. Oh, you're fine. No, you're fine. Like uh, the the how much I love coffee. That's been that's been self cope or self medication essentially. Um, you know, I'm like, yeah, coffee's great, but it doesn't really do anything. It was like, it does. It gives you a little bit more operational mem- memory, which is the one thing. Um, but like, I, I I lose stuff all the time. Um, my my house is cast, but he uh, anyway. They did a thoughts on did a follow up one, and this is like the fucking coolest thing I've ever I've ever seen, um, where you can read Spider Man, um, as an allegory for ADHD. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a sweet video. Um, yeah, I mean, Thought Slime in that does the sort of adjacent thing the way that I like I I tend to do with Warhammer, where where they're talking about Spider Man, but they're not real. You know, like it's just a springboard yeah, yeah. to say something about ADHD. Uh, but at the end of the video, uh, they go into this like big life affirming bit where like, no, you have superpowers. ADHD is your superpower. And like, I'm like, fuck yeah, it is. So I've I've come full circle now. For those of you y'all who've watched Rantcast for a while, um, you know I, I sort of started my journey with this bout in, in lockdown where I'm like I started like do I have ADHD, and then it very slowly went through uh, to like the end of last year where I'm like I'm, at that point I'm pretty certain I've got it and I just haven't talked to somebody yet and then finally diagnosed uh, end of December beginning of January, and I'm like. I finally like fully embraced the ADHD now at this point. There was like self-deprecation phases where I was self-conscious of it. Um, I wasn't, I was beginning to shut down talking like I'm mental health visibility guy, right? Like that's fucking raised close to $20,000 for, for, for mental health, uh, hoping to raise, well, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to aim, I'm going to aim high. I'm, I'm hoping to raise 15,000 this year. Um, I don't want to do like an infinite growth thing, but if I raise 15, 404 i get to fight ulf paints for real uh in armor and shit and that's uh that's what i'm so my agenda uh it is for me it is uh, it's uh, fuck you know helping people mental health who gives a shit about that i want to fight dude in armor uh so i'm being selfish here uh so 15 404 um you promise to film it right yeah we'll donate yeah yeah well yeah we'll we'll, uh yeah we'll do a fight 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 that's right uh he's give me a katana or some shit like i don't know like (laughs) he's gonna whoop my ass because he's like six eight (laughs) he's just he is the mountain that he is the mountain that paints like (laughs) um really good anxiety reduction too i'd imagine i'd imagine um yeah so so like yeah mental health visibility and stuff like that but um I found myself shutting down talking about ADHD. I just was getting more and more insecure around people, um, like physically in my presence, where I'm like, you know, normal, no problem, you know, saying, but noticing people like pull away from me when I'm like, oh, that's just my ADHD. And they're like, and I, I see this response and I'm like, I thought we were fucking past this, you know? Like, talking about having a bad mental health day is, like, you know, like, most people are like, okay. Like, some people kind of are dismissive of it, but it was, it felt like that was becoming acceptable around people in my personal life. But when I actually said, well, it's just my ADHD, or I need to go take my, you know, second med, they're just like, he's on medication. 
you know, it was just like to make his brain go the right way. What? Yeah. Yeah. It was so weird. And so now uh, I've gone full circle. I, I've embraced the ADHD and I've been working on now uh, coping and processing the bipolar, uh, which has been fun. I just recognized that I was in a man, uh, man uh, manic phase all last week uh, that uh, sort of capstone of was feeling utterly invincible and getting into a fist fight with somebody. And, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, mania. And I'm like, yeah, that that happened. Um, all those times I just like blow up on someone on, 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 uh, on Twitter or something like that. I'm just like, I feel invincible and like nothing can stop me. And I want to destroy the, I can take on the world. That's, that's become the indicator that I'm in a mania phase. I'm, I know yeah, I'm in a learned, depression phase now yeah, too, but I learned recently, like I've, I've only had the two sessions, right. But like with my therapist, like, cause we've talked about it. That's some of our first conversations about the whole stuff is like my anger stuff. Yeah. And like. My therapist's like, well, yeah, but anger's not really anger. It's something else that then becomes that. So yes. anger's like a byproduct. And I was like, oh, cool. This thing that I've basically identified my whole life around is yeah, yeah. something yeah. else that's bothering me. Well, cool. Yeah, the thing I was, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, checking. We will, we will get to Indie Storm here, but I want to be much of a mental health streamer if I didn't talk about some mental health stuff, right? Um, the um, the the bipolar was something I was like. Like I'm like I don't have bipolar. I'm not bipolar. My mom's bipolar. Look, look at her. She's she's crazy. I'm not crazy, you know. And uh, and so like I knew I was depressed, and so I became very familiar with like, you know, my depression. Um, and uh, like I could tell when when I was getting depressed and when I was entering a, yeah. you know, a cycle of depression stuff like that. Um, but I thought that when I wasn't depressed, I was normal. That was me, and I didn't think about mania whatsoever. Um, and basically ever since the, the bipolar diagnosis came through, I was like, I've had to like think about that too, because some of the ADHD, like hyperfixation can seem very similar, uh, to mania, like where I suddenly buy a bunch of action figures. Um, let's call them dolls where I suddenly buy a bunch of wrestling dolls. Um, I bought, bought a bunch of wrestling dolls. Um, I just got it in my head. I need, it, it was that hyperfixation or a mania phase? Cause mania, uh, you know, uh, the recklessness of mania, the hypomania, uh, you know, just making bad decisions, the impulsivity, ADHD has got some impulsivity issues too, which is it. And yeah, it's so I've been not a great combo. <laughs> no, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. They're like tag team champions of the world. When my hyper, when, when my hyper fixation and impulsivity of ADHD, like, uh, teams up with my mania phase. They just like fucking throw me up on the shoulders, uh, fucking Legion of Doom style and Doomsday device, and I'm just out. There's nothing I can do. Like it, it sucks. You wake uh, up and all of a sudden you have like someone's cheese action figure collection you bought. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let, we're not going to talk about how like. I bought all of Tom Lyons' TMNT collection. I don't. We're not going to talk <laughs> about that very real thing that actually happened. Uh. <laughs> you want the reverse of that? I sold literally every toy I had for my childhood. Yeah, because like I'm never gonna do anything with these, and like I'm not gonna have a kid or anything like that. And then like literally almost to the day, like two months later, I was like, oh, I'm having a kid. Well, <laughs> cool. <laughs> I can't share that part of my childhood with him now. Right. Yeah. 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 Because I wanted space and a quick buck. <laughs> well, I mean that's why I gra grabbed the tea and. That's why I tell myself I bought the TMNT stuff, but uh, so, so that my children can uh, play with the 
toys that I was playing with growing up, and they can experience like what TMNT was in my time. But it's been like a year, and they've been sitting in a box right over there in front of my CRT TV for speed, yeah. For I've, speed I've learned from our our Lego phase that I'm that dad. Mm-hmm. I want Truman to have all these toys and things like that, but like <laughs> my wife's had to like give me very like, hey, don't type cox because like like that's not like that's not for playing. Like he like he loves the idea of Funko Pop. But I'm always telling like, well, we're not getting Funko Pops in because those aren't toys. You're not supposed to play with them. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, and then with Legos, I was like, no, buddy, that's not how it's supposed to be put. And she's like, they're literally things that are supposed to be put together however you want. And I'm like, but like, they're instructions, and you need to put it together and then not smash it. And I'm the dad from the Lego movie, <laughs> and I never realized. It. Oh my gosh, you're Will Ferrell. Yeah, big business, yeah. right? Yeah, that's funny. Hotspur uh, dropping a tier one sub for 24 years of support. Thank you so much for that. Um, and Ulf Pants dropped a thousand RDP. Hotspur dropped a thousand RDP earlier to remind everyone the chat gang ain't none to mess with. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's um it's interesting. Um, the it's so now I feel like I've I've embraced my ADHD. I'm like this this is me. I'm I'm not ashamed of it anymore. Now I'm making like they're not even self deprecating jokes anymore. They're like the way I make my unabashed jokes about about uh, like Nagash and stuff like that. It's it's that same type of like where like I've fully taken ownership of it. All the stuff that you'd say is bad about it is exactly why I like it. You know, it's um, so and now I'm on that sort of journey with my with my bipolar now. And we'll get to the CPTSD later. I'm told that that's just like you you just own that. I mean, you just you know you have you have fucking trauma upon trauma. Uh, if you were in the military, you would be considered disabled. Like get you just. Have fun with that, fucker. Um, but uh, the the bipolar has been like, it's been interesting because, like I said, I was I always noticed my depression. Um, I never noticed the, the the manic, and and then I've had to now these last uh, you know few months, and then I've been able to go back in time and see every single like mania phase, like through, and I'm just like, oh my god, there it's been there the whole time. Um, that fearlessness, that recklessness that I, I, I feel that's the, that's the hypomania. That's the, um, it, like, it, it's so crazy. Cause I was saying the exact words when, when I have two, I have two therapists, uh, one that prescribe therapist and talkie therapist, and they're both, they're both psychiatrists, you know, they can both prescribe, but, um, I don't know if it's a health insurance reason why you have to have someone separate prescribing you, but basically I get, um, get that. And, um, and, uh, the one therapist when I'm like talking about my depression cycle, um, you know, I, I talk about the, this like whole cycle and so on, and I'm like, oh, you know, it goes like this, it goes like this, and and she's like, Andrew, you know, you just described uh, bipolar, and I'm like, no, I have depression, <laughs> uh, but yep. I, yeah, no, it was, I actually had a great therapy session on Monday. Um, with my uh, talkie therapist, which is where, uh, for four, and this is the moral of the story. This is where I was going with this, everybody. Um, for four, five, six sessions now, I think, with talkie therapist. Because uh, there's a spell there, it was, it was once every two weeks, and then and now we're up to once a month. Um, I was like, I don't like, I don't like her. Uh, she's not, we're not, we're not ever talking about anything important. We're not ever talking about my mental health. Like, the one day she just, like, talked about my, or she had me talking about work. I'm like, oh, fuck work. Yeah, I can talk to anybody about work. You know, just like, you know, it was just, you know, one of those, like, you know, I was just, like, indignant, you know, just being, well, me, my stubborn self. 
Um, and just for, you know, six sessions, you're just like, I think I'm going to switch therapists because, you know, all the folks I like and listen to about therapy say like, well, you got to find the right medication and the right therapist and, you know, so on and so forth. And on Monday, I realized she was the right therapist because uh, I started talking about how I noticed I had a mania phase all last week. And she's like, well, you know, how'd you know? And she just... Like, it was one of those moments where, like, when you're playing Warhammer and you just, like, and you realize how owned you're about to be in one single movement phase. But you, like, that whole time you're like, I I fucking own this. Like, I'm controlling this game top to bottom. I've got this. And then they're like, "Um, did you screen your back objective? And you're like, why would I screen my back objective? And you look over off to the table, the shit they put in Deep Strike, and you're like, oh, fuck. You know, like, one of those... And they baited you off the objective, too, by putting, like, some tasty, like, monster to get smashed over here. You know, like, the whole... Yeah, we're in this bonus victory point. It's fine. That'll yeah. give you the win. Yeah. The, the, oh, you're doing math in your head. You just... You just... You you think you've got this shit. And she did that to me. For just six... Was, I believe this was the sixth session. So, six sessions of, like, just, well, you know, uh, talk about your day at work. Here's a useless piece of advice about keeping a journal. Like... Just like these little things were, were really nothing of, sub, of substance. Nothing I wanted to talk about. We never talked about my ADHD. We never talked about, like, I'm like, I'm like I need coping me- me- mechanisms for my ADHD. Help me out yep. here. I'm losing my damn mind. Um, and uh, and, and I, I stumbled upon, like, sort of talking about manic depression and accident, as my brain is wont to do, the bonus content, right? Um, and... Uh, and she just sort of like subtly nudged me and then she as she was like subtly nudging me through the conversation or, or you know coaxing me you know through it i like she was actually giving me feedback on like what was happening with me then and like well that's yeah. i'm not sure if it was hypomania i think is what she called it she's like well that's where you're like your hypomania is peaking out that's that invulnerability feeling you get that's that's pretty classic hypomania and i'm like okay and i'm like that all makes it and and I had realized that she was the chess master. The first thing I said to her when I was like, before she's in, she's even technically my therapist yet, was um, I was terrified of my mom's bipolar. I was terrified of her, and she was bipolar, and I don't think I've got it. I'm just depressed. And so she knew, like, every therapy session how scared I was to talk about bipolar. And she just kind of let it come out. And then once it was out, she helped me deal with it and it was like okay all right like i i see you like over here with like the fucking 4d chess moves while i'm still playing 3d chess like yeah that's the vibe i'm getting from my therapist like it's only been the two sessions but like she does so much like talking and explaining and telling me about like different like different symptoms or things where and then like will just barrage me with a bunch of questions that in the moment either don't make sense or feel like aggressively pointed at me. (laughs) Um, But it just like, I've had so many in two sessions like, Oh yeah. 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 Yep. That, yep. There's that. There's that. Like you're like all the, I feel called out memes, right? Like, yeah. Nonstop. But she like, she does it in a way that just, doesn't feel like I'm being bowled over. Yeah. It's like very pointed. And so it's like, it's been great. Like, yeah. Who knew? Right. Well, talking about the things is good. And 
Well, well, the, the statistics of, of men going back to their second session is very low. Um, I wonder if that has anything to do with some sort of like toxic masculinity or, or pain. Oh, no, no. Men aren't toxic. We have <laughs> muscles. And, like, we're great at everything. Some sort of like you're only allowed to have one emotion and it's anger. Or you're only allowed to express one emotion and it's anger. And if you have any other feelings, like, how dare you? Um, no, it's um, – no, it was – um. The first session for me, it wasn't like a real session. It was the, um, you know, like, well, why are you here type thing? Like, I, I fucking yeah. broke down in the office. I was, I like, I had, it was like I was, like, running a marathon and I saw the finish line type thing. And I just, like, kind of collapsed and, like, crawled. You know, that was, like, the, the feeling I had. It's like I barely crawled, it, like, to the finish line of making it to help because I was, I was spent. You know, I had been Yeah, the spent. best the best way I was able to describe, because, like, I was, like, not that bad. Like, I didn't break down with anything, but, like, I just, I felt so worn out. Mm -hmm. After an hour and, like, ten minutes of just telling this person about my problems, what I think my problems are, and her kind of just trying to dissect a little bit about my past, mm -hmm. like, I, like, I pulled a Lord of the Rings quote, right? I was like, like, honestly, like, it's the Bilbo thing. Like, I feel like I am too little butter spread Sorry, across too. way too much bread. Yeah. Like, yeah. I got home, and, like, I could laugh with my wife about it or anything. Like, I legitimately felt really good, but, like, I just sagged into the couch and was just like, huh. Mm -hmm. And then, like, two hours later, it was time to go get the kid from school, and I was like, I don't know if I want to move. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just want to go to sleep. Like, that's an option, right? I can just yeah. sleep yeah, for, like, 48 hours. And... If you got somebody to, to to back you or whatever, Molly, my, my partner, she has been – uh, phenomenal. She she hits me with like the TikTok ADHD memes, you know, trying to like understand and figure it out and stuff. And and now we're like I said, we're onto like now it's time to process this bipolar business because it's I've been afraid of it, you know, quite frankly. Uh, me the you know if you grew up with it, right? Like you have every reason to. Yeah, yeah. So I, the 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 point I really wanted to make is, um, you know, it's hard to to get help and think help, and and a lot of folks who start have started listening to me, and you know, like when we've had these conversations. I've had conversations with other folks in chat gang where they're like, you know, you're starting to sound a lot like my experience, and I think I might have ADHD. Well, that's how it started for me. But you got to like you got to talk to somebody. Or you're not gonna you're not gonna know. The internet is dog shit for helping you diagnose yourself. Like it, you can be uh, very good, very smart, um, but without actually talking. Talk, there was this point in time where I went in and I'm like, well, what if she says I don't have ADHD? And like I'm, you know, I just like I have been, you know, like psychosomatically like priming myself to think this for this long time. And yeah, you know, like the the there's professionals out there. They know, and therapy is hard, but if you need it, you need it, and and you shouldn't feel ashamed. You should. You know, I'm, I, I've always joked, but you now, especially that I'm in it, like, I think it's a lot like service industry jobs. Everyone should do it at least once. It's not going to be anything but good for you. Well, twice, twice. twice. Uh, you want to go back that second time. The first time is, uh, the, uh, the first time is sparring. You're just sparring with a therapist. They're not really, they're not really throwing the punches yet. It's going to, it's going to. It's going to feel like they are. It's going to be alienating. It's going to feel weird. Your guard's going to come down. Um, you're going to realize that, like, you signed up for a boxing match and you're they're doing jujitsu moves and shit, and you're not. It's going to be weird, uh, but they're still just sparring. You got to go back that second time. And if you're trying to get better and you have something that's really been on your back or something that's been haunting you, you got to go back that second or third time. And yeah, um, finding the right therapist and stuff like that, that's an ongoing process, but you can't tap out just after one side you don't know yet so i'm happy i didn't fire abrams prior to getting to where we got to um but and what you don't know is you can actually ask your therapist that it's not working out with 
uh, for a referral to a different one because you're going to have a, like a network or a group. Uh, because my therapist suggested it to me. She told me you're at the gate. She's like, if we get three or four sessions into this and you're not vibing with me on this, like, yeah, I've got an entire team of people I yep. work with. Like, you yep. can find you somebody. It's like, and if somebody in my office isn't working, yeah. like, I will find you another office to go to. And I was like, oh, well, okay, thanks. <laughs> Apparently, saying you keep using sports metaphors and I don't understand them, you may, as well be speaking, <laughs> Nick, gets you Nick and I did have a very long conversation about that. He got into about like the first 40 seconds of describing to me and i was like that's not a therapist you buddy <laughs> <laughs> see i i use sports metaphors on accident and i i for a while there i got really ashamed of using sports metaphors uh to talk to fucking nerds um but uh i it was it, like i like i use i use sports metaphors all the time and then uh i've read some twitter post or something that just got in my head and it's like don't use sports metaphors they're not as universal as you think and um and I just, it, I felt horrible, uh, so I stopped using them for a while. Um, the one thing I am being active about is not using war metaphors. Uh, I know we're about to talk Warhammer, but, you know, oh, I was in the trenches yesterday. Like, stop trying to not use war metaphors, like, uh, because I think that they're uh, um, a little disingenuous to people who have actually been through yeah. uh, trauma. Yeah, I mean. and, and I think that it also sort of... Uh, What's the word for it? Mm -hmm. Try to dehumanize us a little bit, like it. You know, I think it it can it can take a, it can uh, desensitize. Yeah. I think is the word I'm looking for. It can be a little desensitizing to constantly use like uh, sports met or uh, to use uh, yeah war metaphors. war metaphors and stuff. So so that I've tried to get away about uh, like mental health stuff too. Like right, like it, like the idea very similar to how like growing up, right? You, oh, that's gay. That's gay. Like I, I've like oh that offends people. Let's not use that. Yeah. Um, like the whole. Oh man, you know, so I'm so OCD about like these things. Like, yeah. no, I'm I'm just I'm just stuck up about certain things, and they have to be done a certain way. Yeah. Like, I've tried to really, and it slips out of now. I've tried to wean using terms like that because, like, I don't have OCD, and there are people that do, and it fucks their life, right? Like, I yeah. shouldn't be saying that. Right. Yeah, I mean, we're always. I mean, that's the thing. You're always trying to be a little bit better than you were. Avoid yesterday, all the right? microaggressions you can avoid, right? Right. Because one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, and and folks out there that that you know might be you know uh, the the type of you'd be surprised how many people have a lot more patience for you just trying to be better um, than the so-called woke scold snowflakes uh, the yep. world thinks is is littering it. Um, you just had like eight years of some of the most obnoxious humans on the planet constantly mocking you. Like, of course you're gonna be like a little pissed off, but but like it's it, most people are chill. Especially in reality, when you're 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 working through some shit. <laughs> Fun fact: Chat gang anxiety can create OCD style rituals. Interesting. I didn't know about that. We'll have to we'll have to uh, check with the uh, Shadow Council if such a thing exists. But now let's let's kind of let's let's turn the page. Unless there's anything you wanna you wanna close on or anything you wanna say uh, before we finish off. Um, so, uh, mental health uh, uh, charity marathon, the Rantathon, Rantathon three. Um, a link to the rants um, benefiting Take This uh, org is uh, July 30th, 31st. Uh, Ulf, third and final fully painted army arrived today, so I'll be sharing photos of that. Um, tell your friends. Tell everyone to come support a great cause. Uh, you might win some swag or something sweet. Um, I'll probably be donating yeah. a box at the again this year. Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I think uh, Soren's painting another Curse City box. 
which is great because they reannounced Curse City. Um, uh, Cubic Shenanigans are, are throwing in a, a new inbox. Uh, Grand Prize will be another new inbox. There's a really good chance a Curse City, a non-painted, like a sealed Curse City might show up because I got our initial like reorder in and then I got an invoice this week saying I have more coming for some reason. Fantastic. So if Games Workshop isn't going to take those back. Fantastic. Yeah, I'll probably send one your way. Awesome, I'll take it. Um, yeah, so we'll um we'll do that. Uh, I think we've got um I think we're doing one of the uh, Thondia boxes. I think we got one of those. Um, we've got a bunch of Pro Painted Studio gift cards again because uh, those are just so awesome, such great prizes. Um, Van's coming back. She's got some shirts and and aprons now. So if you want your own Vince Venturella apron, she'll make one. Um, I'll, I'll hype up the Thondia box. I've got I've got the crown spine actually assembled. My wife is going to grab it for me. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Circle City, see if Circle City Lasers. I know um, he's gonna fall over with it. <laughs> I know if Anthony Paul Castro is gonna do another table of terrain. So, um, so we a lot of really great prizes uh, that you could potentially win. Um, that's rad. Here is the model that everyone is yeah freaking see, out about. My brain, see my my. I'm not sure if the I'm I'm I've got an email sitting in. Uh, my drafts right now to send to Mini Stomp to order a, a Thondia box for myself, and it's been sitting there uh -huh. since it was announced. And one night, I'm just gonna get like way too drunk and order it and like send the email, and I'm like, ah, oh, no, now I now I bugged Mini Stomp. Now I have to give him money. You know, it was gonna... <laughs> uh, I'll be honest, cracking it open the box here. Okay. If you don't have like a ton of terrain that is suitable for Age of Sigma, or you just want to expand it, right? Like I get a lot of people have lots of fun. like it, the terrain in it is really solid like the new wave of terrain they've been releasing with 3.0 like that aesthetic or anything it's all they're all really cool kits mm -hmm. i recognize a lot of people don't need more terrain though so well i mean that's the thing is like i i do want more terrain uh this summer i'm probably going to be building a uh, building a, a warhammer table for for the office here um so uh I, I need more. I need it. I need. I, I, I need it. I, I need it. Spine. What's that? Like having. I wanted the box just for the giant like skull and spine. Like for yeah, instance. yeah. Well, like, and, and I eight or nine of those. See, see, I want it because I said that Games Workshop should release more terrain, and then and then I fell asleep, and the Tyler Durden yeah. thing happened again, where I woke up as James Workshop, and I called in and like, okay, release the box. I'm like. Well, now, I, I mean, I said they should release more terrain. I, what kind of a asshole would I be if I didn't buy the more terrain that I asked for and they release? You know? yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, what a what a what a time to be alive. <laughs> uh, so so talk to me about talk to me about Indie Storms. What is so uh, hard, hard pivot there for mental health and stuff like yeah. that. Watch Rantathon, July 30th, 31st. Um, but hard pivot from there, um, the uh, to to Indie Storm. So what is Indie Storm? You're obviously the TO. Uh, yeah, kind of twenty twenty twenty. Yeah, so twenty twenty, like all through twenty nineteen, I worked with a lot of various uh, event organizers, TOs, and like champions of games in the indie area. Because a couple of guys that I'm friends with from the forty k scene and the War Machine scene wanted to make a convention that was like very similar to Defcon, like. Here's another convention that's kind of exclusive to miniature games was the idea. Um, Indianapolis the is a fall. great, great convention city, yeah, too. We've, uh, yeah, absolutely. and so they I, they rolled with it. I put a lot of them in contact with each other, and it, like, honestly, they, they did, they've only had one actual, like, con, right, because COVID. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, but the first one, like, it was incredible. I don't, I forget the stats on how many people, but they had a huge Kings of War tournament, a massive 40K event. Mike, I believe, uh, Mega Boss Mike in chat, like, I believe he ran an Age of Sigmar event that uh, went very well. I ran um, a pretty successful Legend of the Five Rings uh, card game tournament. There was multiple Malifaux events, the War Machine event, like, it was just, it was massive. And they even had, they ended up having a game library, some laser tag, and because one of the guys who wanted to start thing professionally like does laser tag stuff mm-hmm. and then like RPGs and then they got some vendors from like various web stores and stuff like that like it turned into this thing that like even they thought was going to be yeah we'll have you know like obviously a massive 40k event but then you know 40 or 50 people from a couple of these other games and that, that that'll be our thing mm-hmm. if it gets to be like Adepticon someday cool but like we don't ever expect that and it just it blew up and was well received went really well and like then COVID happened. And so all through that first year of COVID, uh like nobody's allowing events to happen, things like that. And basically once stuff kind of opened up a little bit more where they could start running like even smaller events, uh, more safely, they started doing what they called storm cells. I like it. Uh the idea is like we can't give you guys a con anymore, but we're gonna just sprinkle events as often as we can for all the various games. So like, like yeah, that. Indie Storm's normally only one forty K event, but we're gonna have a couple and them as an organization, they've really pulled it together to give this awesome very from various different games, wherever uh, experiences and like that. And like, obviously some of the events do better than others. Like the war machine guys are very passionate, but that as a whole, that community, especially with COVID stuff still going on, like it has definitely lulled. Um, they just had an event actually last weekend at my shop though. And they had, I think they had 32 people, which is kind of the max I can fit, but Honestly, in my opinion, in today's day, 32 people at a War Machine event is actually pretty good. I, I'd um, say 30 at, at AOS is, you know, good. So Yeah, the fact we sold out. So initially I had that, I had Indy, our Indie Storm, right, set for 30 because I didn't want to, like, stretch the capacity of my game space at the shop I work at. And it sold out in, like, 12 hours or something like that. Like, it was overnight, right? Like, they like tickets went live, like, 8 p.m., and then at, like... 4 a.m. or something, one of the guys texted me saying, oh, hey, it's sold out. And I was like, oh, cool, I need to, like, first thing in the morning, I, like, I need to send out tweets about wait lists. Like, this is how you can get on the wait list and stuff. And I had a wait list of, like, nine or ten names. So, like, I had 40 people out the gates in less than 24 hours who were like, yeah, AOS event that we know nothing about from a person who's never done a thing. Let's do it. And so it was... <laughs> it's the power of it AOS. It was super cool, and it was, like, very... felt real good, and... Like Mike, uh, he's run Circle City Cloud. He's run a bunch of events or anything like that. So like I've kind of I've had him to lean on a lot um, with preparation and just talking about various things. Plus other guys in my local community. Yeah, but Mike, yeah, Mike is Mike is a, an exceptionally uh, high Mike. Cal- yeah, he, and like, sporadic he's, Mike on Twitter. He is an exceptionally high caliber person. Um, yeah, if, if any anyone who uh, wants to talk shit about Adepticon, uh, you have to come directly to me first, and I will. <laughs> literally go hyper vigilant uh cptsd mode i will channel my mania state become invulnerable and beat the living shit out of you i i mean i had to talk to you a little bit i was one of mike's flunkies and <laughs> so like i out of respect for him right like i didn't want to charge drama anymore like it is like it was very especially those first couple weeks to like just oh yeah look at twitter and just go yep yep no. tap Right. Yeah, like tapping out. Yeah, right. no, I, I mean, I've said my piece. I've, 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 yep. I, I was very vocal about defending Mike on Twitter. I was very vocal about supporting Emma too because I understand feeling like you have the rug pulled out from under. I, like, I get it. 
but that's the thing that bothered me is people sort of taking pot shots or, or using tragedy to like fuck i just don't like that's just well, ugly yeah and then eventually turning it into this it's like the one like i have hands down like i've, I've been playing games since i'm like i'm gonna be 34 i've been playing games since i was like 11 like, i've been playing D since then but like I, I i followed my older brother into warhammer at like age 11 yeah. i was like nope i'm gonna hold on to the back of your shirt and yeah, yeah. like this is the thing i'm trying to do with you right and it's like i've played every miniature game under the sun competitively not competitively massive communities for them age of sigmar is hands down has been one of the best experiences and like i, I get part of that is definitely how my life has changed and like where my priorities are but like yeah. the community yeah. across the board locally and like has been awesome right and like i've heard people like like nick and some of my local guys joke about like you know oh hey you know midwest not midwest you know you yeah know, midwest like fortress Curtain, let's like, go yeah right and then the adepticon fallout was the first time i really got to see it if, and it makes zero sense to me. I I think part of it was was because there wasn't a major North America tournament for for two years basically, um. So I yeah. think that that people had a lot of angst building up, a lot of comorbidities, a little therapy term yeah. to throw at folks, uh, m to misuse a pop psychology term, uh, as is the trend with pop psychology. You just misuse them. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, they don't they don't have any real proper meaning. They're big words. Most yeah, people yeah, no, yeah, no one, no one gives a fuck. Uh, no, there. I think that there was a lot of of baggage, uh, like co, like 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 just co-compiling baggage over a number of things. Like you have some folks who have legitimate beef with individuals. You have, uh, you know, you have some people who are who are angsty about this or that, and it just, I, I, I have, I wonder. I can't help but wonder if if if. You know, if we if hadn't been had locked down, if it, yeah, yeah, would it have blown up so bad? And and I, I th I'd, I'd make an educated hypothesis here that um, now it's going to be difficult to test this hypothesis, but but I hypothesize that it wouldn't have been as bad. I think a yeah, lot I mean, of there would have been a lot less emotions riding on it from right. everybody involved, right? Because right. it would like Adepticon's cool and huge and everything, right? But it would have just been another big event, right? Opposed to the first thing we've been able to do in two years at this scale, like right, and, you're right. I mean, that's 100. percent A lot of it probably was people just being charged on that alone, right? That and then that, people who didn't get to go, right? Right, like, and and you're feeling like you're missing out. And FOMO is a bastard of an emotion, right? Like it's it my is biggest just, enemy. What was that? It's my biggest enemy. Yeah, I was there running the event, having the time of my life, like legitimately one of the best times I've ever had a convention. Uh -huh. But like I went up to like Nick, like Nick, Mike, any of the guys there, like especially once the singles event started, right? Like uh -huh. every hour or so. Oh man, I wish I was playing. Though. Yeah, this is this is way better than I thought it was gonna be. I wish I was playing. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, if I could have just got my stuff and I could have played, right? Like, like just yeah. constantly during the whole. Event. Yeah, tr trillion dollar ad firms don't don't focus on on FOMO marketing because it's it's a weak, not non meaningless emotion. But there's, you know. I don't want to say FOMO's all bad. Maybe there's a good use for it. You know, maybe there's some camaraderie. Maybe it's a motivator. It could be a motivator. Okay, sure. motivator. Yeah, so there's got to be a positive. bad motivator, right? Like, there's... FOMO gets a lot of people out to socialize, I feel. Yeah, right? like, yeah. So, I mean, it's like, I mean, that's to talk about, like, co-opting uh, pop culture terms. Um, parasocial relationship isn't negative or positive. It's yeah. it, a parasocial relationship can it's be used negatively. Like, for instance, if I tell you uh, to watch Rantathon July 30th and 31st because you're my friend 
uh, chat gang and all my friends should support me and go, that would, you know, that's when you were taking care of stuff, I told them all now that I'm on here, they have to come across like across the board, no matter where they are in the country, come to my next event. So like, right. Right. they're jerks if they don't. Right. Cause this is my first time doing right. this. Yeah. So, so par- parasocials is ne- the negative positive. I'm sure FOMO is one of those things where like, we're so used to it being negative that we are just like, we've ascribed it a negative connotation, but there's, like you said, that it can be a motivator, but the, the one I did get, um, and, and I, I, you know, when everyone was blowing up, when it first happened, I felt like I had to kind of just hold the line and like, and like, and, and like the bridges are burning and I'm the fucking idiot, like holding the strings on both sides of the bridge. Like, no, you get across. No, you come back. And like, and trying to like, you know, uh, you know, cause I, I do have friends all over the, the literal fucking world. And, and you know, mm-hmm. people I, I, I respect, adore, quite frankly, love who, who, who love playing Warhammer a little bit different from me. And trying to be like, hey, this isn't the thing we should, you know, this isn't, this isn't where we should burn the bridge type thing, you know, like this is, yeah. and just trying to like, you know, defend, you know, my friends who I knew were running the event, the you know, within the best, the best of their ability under some, everything some bullshit constraints too, you know, and right. there were. I was just there to answer judge questions and help with some logistical stuff, right? Yeah. Like the, the amount of work that went into those events from the head guys, like. There's yeah. a point where like don't shit on them just because of that, right? Yeah. Well, and then <laughs> like, that's the thing as well. If if you're if you're the 200 person tournament, there should be a higher, you know, you there should be more professionalism. Like more professional, a fucking minis game. Like what the fuck? Like yeah. Do you know? Like and if I don't know. Like so, there's like yeah, there should be. There are things that were legitimate criticisms. And wh- where I was going with one of these is like the transparency is is just like an obvious slam dunk. I said like I said immediately. Uh, as when it got really viral and bad, then it, that's where I have to like hold off on my criticism of the thing because I'm not going to throw in with the noise of people who aren't being charitable. Yeah, I mean, when I DM'd you about like one thanking you for standing up, and then also like my feelings on the whole thing, that was when you were kind of starting to well rein it in a little bit because you even said to me like, "There's a point where I'm just going to be arguing with people." Yep, I'm like I can't. Yeah, like I'm like I can't. Like at, at some point, you know, like you just kind of got to like. I'm just going to be dogpiling with whatever's going on and, and no sense is going to be made of anything. So I kind of like, you know, I, I kind of rein it in and I just decided to hold the line instead of, you know, talking or aggressing or anything like that. Um, but we've had some time and distance and, and uh, so, you know, I've been able to like dust off like the, the paragraphs of, of critique I've had for my friends to make <laughs> yeah. next year even better. And now that everyone's in a better mind space and I don't seem like I'm one of these douchebags who's uh, piling on in a bad time over a tragedy. Like, um, but one of the ones was like, you know, Sean, uh, Sean Zor, Sean, uh, Sean Benson on, on Twitter. Um, fantastic hobbyist, um, like, uh, formerly U S uh, is now an Australian. Uh, I don't fault him. <laughs> He's living his, living his best life down there, but you know, opening up his Twitter to try to like connect and see Adepticon stuff going on and how like he felt like alienated and like. You know, he's used to actually going to Adepticon. I think he said he went every year since, like, 1998 until he, like, left, you know, the country type thing. I'm like, you know, like, that's a, you know, that's, like, my record with Gen Con is about that, like, 98, you know, that's, you know, that's... Since it came to Indy, I've not missed one. Yeah, yeah, I've missed a few since they left Milwaukee is kind of how it goes for me. Um, But it's, yeah, they, they, um... 
the fact that I can compliment Indy as a great convention town, even though I should have some bad blood over <laughs> uh, leaving Milwaukee, uh, shows how great an objective paragon of analysis I am, by the way. Uh, I can suspend my own. No, actually, uh, Milwaukee treated Adepticon, or, uh, treated Gen Con like shit. Um, I love Milwaukee. I love yeah, that I mean, city. Like, I, I would love to say that it was our glitz and glamour that brought them here, right? But we mm-hmm. just happened to throw out the right price after they had got shit on. And, but well, like, Milwaukee, the city was like, what the fu- fucking nerds? Like, and you're, I, I have reasons why Milwaukee had issues because you know, uh, dealing with uh, just how bad Milwaukee has had it as a city from you know, uh, fucking geopolitics and and shit like yeah. that, like. But um no like it's, it ends up in Indy and I remember the first first Indy I went uh, Indy Gen Con I went to I'm like wow the city actually likes Gen Con you're like looking around like fucking people well, yeah so the secret about Indy it's probably like I went I went to school for event management and things and so like I I worked oh that's cool that's really cool in, like and I didn't finish I had a kid <laughs> but no, that's fine. No, I so worked cool. in the industry a lot right so I worked with the hotels a ton and even that's interesting like Indy I couldn't tell you how long ago it happened right but like we've Future Farmers of America, Firefighter Convention, like, you know, Firefighters Convention, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Black Expo, right? Like, yeah. there are, even without Gen Con, there were, you know, three to five big national conventions yeah. that they built themselves to cater to. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, it's, it's... The, the restaurants that are in Indy aren't there because Indy wanted cool, right? Like, St. Elmo's isn't there because Indy wanted St. Elmo, like, a thing like St. Elmo. So they, like, right? Like, no, it's there because, like, they knew four or five times a year. People with a lot of money in their pockets are going to come here, right? And but you mean, you mean like the city decided, like, hey, like just free tourism, not free, obviously, but our, our city's real big and round. Let's just fill as many things in those multiple circles as we can, yeah, and yeah, make all the money. Yeah, no, it's great. No, and I, it, Milwaukee now, if you you am keys a lot better, and like there's there's some like there've been some homegrown conventions that that Milwaukee has started now that are. Mm-hmm. That are really solid, but in the in the nineties, well, I mean Milwaukee, like I said, a lot of shit going on in Milwaukee. So, um, no, it, um, but no, what, what I was getting at is is um, is the um, um, you know that, that something in the scope of Adepticon and stuff like that, and and one thing I really did vibe with was uh, that emotion. You know, once it was it was you know time to like let the ropes relax the the bridges are no longer burning the you know once i i didn't have to ha- have my heels dug in i could start talking to humans again on, as humans uh one thing that yeah. really resonated with me was was sean mentioning how um you know he just wanted to like open up twitter and like feel like he was connected to adepticon again like he was you know back in the day and i'm like i fucking get that you know like i i get that immensely um you know when i first got into warhammer you know, I remember not knowing where to go or where to look to see a tournament happening because, like, I'm just sitting there stuck at home, you know, with a newborn, uh, just like wanting to see Warhammer yeah. happen, and and I get that feeling. So, so there's some stuff yeah. that that um, you know, I, I I promise will be better for Adepticon for next. Well, yeah, year. I mean, before that's kind of how I got. To, I initially when I bought my Age of Sigmar stuff that I started with, it was just supposed to be a hobby project. Mm-hmm. Like I got Archeon because I played Chaos and Fantasy, right? And so I got I got Archeon and a couple start collecting. And the idea of I'm just gonna paint these guys, oh, and yeah. try and paint oh, yeah, them just, better than I've ever painted anything. Paint. Yeah, it's gonna paint. Well, them. I legitimately like <laughs> we didn't sell a ton of Age of Sigmar at the time. Like we sold some, right? But we didn't tell, sell a ton of it. Right. And like I never saw people play it. So like I just assumed that it was this game that like yeah, I'm sure people play it somewhere, but it's hanging on, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, I was running a Blood Bowl league, 
and a buddy oh, yeah. from Games Workshop's actual, actual yeah, best Brendan. game, Blood Bowl. Well, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, this guy, Brendan Lynch, he's like, oh, we should try Age of Sigmar with us sometime. And I was like, nobody fucking plays Age of Sigmar, but sure, if you want to, like, show me sometime, mm-hmm. sure. And then he's like, well, like, yeah, I'd love to, but like, let me also introduce you to a bunch of guys. And so, like, between him and my brother, I ended up meeting Nick, and then, like, Nick introduced me to Mike and a bunch of the other guys in the indie area. And then some other guys I knew from, like, War Machine and stuff like that actually started to get into it. And, like, out of nowhere, I was like, wait, there's, there's like, an actual, like, play group here. What is going on? See, this was going to be the secret topic of the episode because uh, this is old school rant, uh, rant cast is there's always a secret topic. The secret topic was going to be about growing your scene. And that's why I, I view, like, indie right now is um, uh, I'm, like, cheering for y'all. Like, you're the scene that yeah. I'm, like, I'm, like, let's go indie you know uh like you're the you're the underdogs the the little the little warhammer scene that that could to me and i think there's a lot of a lot of scenes like this across the entire country perhaps the, the whole world I, I talked to um uh the unfortunately named jugs uh japanese united gaming society <laughs> um uh talked to their their uh co-founder president uh like literally in japan talking about their you know uh journey in trying to get warhammer going you know in like Osaka, Japan, or whatever the heck, like, you know, or whatever it is, um, and and some of those barriers there, and I, I think that there are that same sort of feeling of sitting there on the TGA forums or on Twitter and like you know wanting to feel connected to Warhammer, uh, wanting to play Warhammer. Like, how much time do we spend thinking about Warhammer, talking about Warhammer, and like buying boxes and and just needing that excuse, that push, that event to go to, um, and and. I mean, I hate to sound corny, but I think a little bit of it is, um, if you build it, they will come, you know, like you really, yeah, it, yeah I was gonna say it has simultaneously been like, cause like I have put a ton of work into it, not oh. necessarily hard work, but just lots of hours. <laughs> no work is work. Work always, and like some of the, like the other guys, like, like the, the core kind of group of guys that like were there when I first started, decided to make this, like try and do this thing. Um, and had kind of already had their community, albeit little schism out, right? Yeah, like you know, they need a rally um, point, right? But it is also at the same time felt so easy because, like, all we do, like, I, I make, and sometimes I don't, I forget to make it. I make a weekly post on Saturday, typically saying, "Hey, Sting Sunday, come out, check it. if you ever want to look at the game, just check it out. You know, meet people, talk about the game." Maybe we, like we'll try and get demos if we have like the people available to do demos. And then like Nick has been a fucking trooper. It's like he does demos Nick wherever he can. Uh, we've got another guy, it's got Christian Palmer, who is like one of the most excellent hobbyists for someone who's not been doing it that long, and also just like embodies what I wish I was for any game I played when I was younger. Uh, everything. Not that he's younger than me, right? But like just like because he's just he doesn't care, right? He's like, no, it's fun. It's games. He, he wants to be competitive and play, like, those super tight games, but, like, stuff rolls off him so hard, and he's the first person to just, like, buy, like he has literally bot models for people, right? Like, oh, what would make my army good? Oh, well, probably this unit. And, like, he's just bought it for his buddies that he's been getting. We have, hmm. simultaneously with, like, the hardest work just because we a lot of us put so many hours into just talking to people all the time, help, like, giving advice, things like that or whatever. But it just, it effortlessly builds. Mm-hmm. I was just told by one of my guys, Palmer is actually 25, which is significantly younger than me, almost a decade. So I'm slightly wrong. He is way younger than me. No, there you go. Um, but yeah, it's just it. And again, that goes back to what I was saying about like how Age of Sigmar has been. Like the only community that's even come close 
to how I felt, not just locally, but just Sigmar is the uh, like the Malifaux like meta and community that existed for a long time, particularly in first and second edition. Of it. Like it's just super like not even hobby focused, right? But like it's a guys who just want to play, like it's, they it's... just want to play the game. Yeah, have a good time. Even the guys who are taking it seriously and everything like that, they're not. They're not doing tryhardy type stuff. They're and like they're obviously they're bad apples that you hear about and everything in any community. But Everyone's like, got it. It was yeah. it was very like they were there to list people up no matter what, right? And that's what we've got locally in Indy right now, and it's cool. It's it's great. Like we uh, one of our other locals, um, just because I didn't want I don't want to burn myself out on where, but he uh, this guy Jordan he runs what he calls scrums. So it's a tournament over you know three five weeks or whatever. Um, and like, there's been some rockiness with the two we've done and everything like that, but like, we've gotten tons of new players to be involved in those. So like, even though it's a tournament, right? Like, people who've played two or three games are participating in it, and then getting a ton of games in, right? And like, it's what really solidified was before Adepticon, leading up to Adepticon, what solidified how much the community had grown, and in like a big, nice way. Uh, like we five six tables going a Sunday. That's mm-hmm. great. But three Sundays in a row, I had like 16 to 18 Age of Sigmar players in my store. And then people waiting for somebody to finish a game so they can <laughs> then, right? And it's like walking into, walking from my retail side to my game side and actually seeing all that, right? I'm like, look, there are a lot of people here playing this game. And then like all the people, like, and then, right, people start coming in and looking at it like, oh, what's this? Well, like, that, oh, I'm I mean, like, right, like, it's just, it. That's uh, it's, it's effortless at that point. Yeah. Well, Once you have the people showing up doing it, and the people see they're enjoying themselves, and they're all cool people who are willing to talk to people about it, even if like they, like like getting past any awkward nerdy social stuff. Like I've seen people who never come out of their shells come out of their shells like to geek out about this game with complete strangers who were just like, oh, what's this? It looks right. cool. It, and that's what I like. I tweeted a little bit about with Adepticon and everything too, like. That is what I I want to get out of this now. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I hope like once my kids a little older and things like that, I can start going to tournaments more with all the guys. I want to do that because I've always enjoyed playing on a competitive level. Yeah. But like, if I could just sit back, and build this awesome community, whether it be ten dudes who've been playing forever and just didn't realize that they were all around each other, or forty, fifty people across all of indie that play at various stores, not just my store. Right. Like uh-huh. that I'm good. Right. Like uh, we, I, I, we pick, I pick sometimes cause like he's joked, like, you know, like, Oh, I'll be the best fish player in America or whatever. John. And like, well, I'm like, well, like, yeah, we'll like say what like our goals are and everything. And like, I've jokingly been like, Oh, my goal is to be on Rantcast. And so like, but like honest, honest God, especially after Depthcon, like, uh, you're welcome. My, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my my goal is to just have this community. Yeah, and not just in ND two. Like, I want to be able to affect other meadows and things like that. Like, we had a bunch of people from Illinois come down for Indie Storm. That's awesome. It was the coolest thing ever. I expected like I was super stoked when it sold out. I knew a few people because like Nick and them told me, "Oh, hey, some of the out of town, like some of these people we know are coming or anything like that." But like, I didn't expect quite what I got. Like the partners that work through, uh Steve Trace and their kids, like they came, right? It's like yeah. and I've watched their show a couple times and everything. And it's like it's like that it was like the weirdest thing ever when Mike messaged me and was like, hey, is there space? Like or can like we get them on the wait list? So I was like, yeah. 
and like it, it worked out right like there was one spot and they were willing to come and just one of them play and then because of drops and things like that it ended up where all four of them got to play and yeah. so it was just it was a very very fulfilling very cool experience that solidified even harder after my adepticon experience what i want out of this game so I'm, I'm so happy you you walked away from Adepticon, how harrowing that was, and I think that that shows a, a really strong character too. Well, so, I think in in the moment it wasn't right. Yeah, like it was a lot of it was it was all after the fact. Right. I mean, well, like, yeah. Even you can you can see like some of the, the the Twitter posts from folks mid mid Adepticon like that go on to lambast it down the line. I'm not gonna name any names. I'm not singling yeah. anyone out because it's. It's it's irrelevant, but you can see that like in the moment, this is the best thing ever, and then afterwards, what a shit show. Yeah, and, right. and it's like, it, like, you know, I, I mean, obviously, issues, go ahead, right? Like little tiny things, but nothing that like no one's weekend was ruined. Even the people that like there ended up being some issues with, like they got resolved in a way that while they might have like like one example, I'm not going to go into details. I'm like in my head, like it what didn't resolve necessarily the way the guy wanted, but. Like he still ended up having a blast the rest of the time. Mm -hmm. Like I, I spent four days just yeah. walking the room to events. You know, 120 people, 200 people were like, like I never, even when people were losing, I like yeah. didn't well, see the sour grapes and stuff that like I, 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 I think, expected. I mean, I think that's the thing is like when you're playing Warhammer, it's awesome, and and this is like broadly speaking, when you're playing Warhammer. It's awesome when you're talking about Warhammer on the internet, whether it's TGA or Twitter or Facebook. It it that's when it starts to get, yeah. And and part of that is the design of these social media. I'm pointedly going to take a sip from my glass here. I know it might be a little <laughs> out of focus, but what does that say? Uh oh, uh, social media was a mistake. Mm -hmm. um, well, like right, so like you you hilariously you are one of my first real examples of age of sigmar community right like because like i I'm, I'm generally pretty open about like my like my anger issues and things like that in the past and stuff and like i just was having a conversation with nick one day and he's like oh hey you should really check out my buddy's thing rantcast or whatever like we'll get you i'll get you on the discord like he told me about this it was right before the first that well not the first but the rantathon that last rantathon or whatever and yeah we, like, where we raised ten thousand. So that was you, like your yeah your server was my first real delve into like outside of seeing some stuff on Twitter and everything right now into actually interacting with like the greater age of Sigmar community and right like it didn't disappoint it and that's kind of like that honestly was a lot of what kickstarted like that's the awesome. positive feelings about it and everything right like well, see, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna praise you forever and no, always because no, don't, you don't, I, built a great community. <laughs> yeah, deal with it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, 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 and I, yeah, I, just, I want that. Like, I want what we have in your Discord most of the time, right? Because obviously, tempers can run hot sometimes. But everyone's like, got their moments. That, yeah, yeah, right. Like, I want that, which I feel I have cultivated with the help of all my buddies and everything. Like in India, like I want that to be everywhere. I agree. Right. Like, anytime you talk to somebody, no matter how small their meta is, no matter how large, like, right? Like, these are the stories we should be hearing. Like, it's cool that you've got. Team USA people in your meta, and they wreck everyone's face, and like they're the best players in the world. That's awesome, and that's something to be proud of, and like that's definitely part of the game. And no one should get knocked for that. But also, like we should be praising how accepting, how helpful, like all the lifting up moments uh, for all the communities, and like there shouldn't be communities that don't have that, right? Right. 
Well, at the end of the day, we're all getting together to play with our toys and make friends and have a good time. Well, like so. Mo- <laughs> yeah, most tournaments are just an excuse to like have an event to look forward to. To like tournaments to be for able- me are I can play five games in one or two days. I can take off from work and go to this place and do thing I like and see my friends. Yeah. You know, like the game is great and I love playing it, but like, but that other stuff is so much worth it. For me, I've always been community first. Uh, you, yeah. you, before I was anybody, you know, when I, when I started, you know, even b- before I started making content, I was just fascinated by the, by the, by the age of Sigmar community. I'm like, why is this community like this? You know, like I came into yeah. it like super paranoid from my MTG grinder days. Uh, for my FGC, like, uh, shit-talking yeah. the dude as you're beating him sitting next to you. Like, you know, like, oh, like, ah, like that was a command grab. He thought he wasn't going to get command grab. Motherfucker just got command grab. Like, just literally shit-talking somebody, yeah. like, whilst you're gaming with them. And we won't talk about my LOL persona, because that's well, yeah. worse. And that was, that was me darkest War timeline Machine. At War Machine's height in first edition, right? Like, I, I like, I'm... Super ashamed that this was like me and a couple of my buddies. Like we were very good at the game. We took it way too seriously. We were the guys who like people like, oh god, Indy's coming to this event, and like we ran people off from the community just because we never turned it off. Like our when people were like, oh well, like what did I do wrong in this game? Like I was a cock. I'm like, ah, oh, well, you know, sucks to suck. You didn't play well, right? Yeah, like, they do the get give, good. They like, give advice yeah. or like I did the like play better models, like. Yeah. Very dismissive, fuck off. You don't know, like, right? Yeah. Like, and like, anytime I went to an event, like, there was no graciousness for the people running the events. Like, I was just a win at all costs. All I'm doing for this game yeah. is playing to win. And then, like, going into second edition of War Machine, we, we didn't have a community locally anymore, other than a couple of our really good buddies who were kind of toughing it out. <laughs> right because mm-hmm. they're our buddies and us and so like i took a huge step back uh one of my other buddies he had he had turned off even before that he was like realized you know he like oh no i'm a dick i need to stop mm-hmm. and like we worked really hard with the guys who were organizing stuff then to kind of build it back up see, see that's that's the fascinating thing for age of sigmar with me um like i um whack is a thing that exists you know like there you, there are yep. that guys and so on and so forth but one of the things I noticed is, like, with, with competitive Warhammer players, like, they tend to be pretty gracious and awesome, too. Like, you, you have this fear that you're going to go and run into, like, the hardest-nosed, yeah. win-at-all-costs, nickel-and-dime-you-to-beat-you-on-the-table. And usually those, again, there's some, every 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 community's got, you know, the that guys and the bad eggs or whatever. But but for the most part, like, are, like you can almost count on the top-level players to, to be yeah. paragons, to... They won't necessarily coach you while they're beating you, you know, but, but you afterwards, say, they you're will. like, hey, you know, how could I have, you know, given you a better game or something like that? And they'll just be like, well, you know, this here and there. And because one of the things I've noticed is this community want, wants to grow. They want to play games, you know, yeah. but, but this I've always been. Why is this community this way? And and I have theories. Uh, I think it has to do with that jettisoning of. Uh, that exodus that happened in 1.0 where you just had sort of uh, you I mean that's no- why I didn't touch the game right like I was a fantasy player I didn't even look at Age of Sigmar I was like I didn't like I didn't burn my models right but I was like I'm never going to touch that mm-hmm. and then like a couple years into it I looked at it and I was like oh this looks like dog shit 
Like this isn't an actual game. This is like like what dwarf players, if they have a beard, get bonuses. Like what type of nonsense is that? I think we could have a little. I know now it's the coolest thing that I can think of, right? But um, like, hand to dust. And I hand to know, dust. I, I actually know, had to die, and yeah, yeah. Come on. I was so like removed from it. I didn't know second edition was a thing, mm-hmm. and so when I started playing, it was only six six or months maybe out from third, and so like I there's a there's a huge chunk of Age of Sigmar that I just didn't get to experience. Yeah, I I got in at one point five basically, like GHB twenty seventeen, um was when I started, um and no I, I mean like. I, I just um I think the community is great and 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 uh, we are better than than drama that has occurred yeah. because I know when I'm playing people or when I talk to people as humans again, you know like you're 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 looking at some of the the best folks around. I've made I think most of my current best friends now are just Warhammer people. Yeah, I've got a couple like, friends left from college, and then it's just yeah. Warhammer. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got my like close knit like guys who've been friends with me for a long time. Thankfully, most of them, they at least have ar- they all at least have armies. They don't necessarily all play or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like I mean, like my like my friend group these days, outside of those couple guys, it is like Nick and Mike and like that, like that core indie crew that like and we're just we're constantly pulling more people into it that like I genuinely enjoy any amount of time I get to spend with any of them. Like hmm. it's great. Yeah, Ulf cool. just brought up uh, Ulf in chat, like, quote, like the tryhard middle mm-hmm. is like the thing that all miniature games have to. I'm not miniature games, also magic, like all get competitive games have to deal with, and like that is what I see, in my opinion, is not nearly as prolific in Age of Sigmar. There, like, obviously, they're there, right? But I, I think what where I would agree with Ulf, or uh, I don't want to put words in 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 Ulf's mouth, but what I would think is it's not usually the top table like legit competitive yeah, almost never, right? it's and not them it's play. usually those ones that are just like a step down from them that are like they're in the fat middle or they're they're in that like middle and they're trying to be top table competitive players yeah, you're big fish all and guys, they have the insecurity them. that comes along with it and something to prove and that's when you get kind of dirtbag people um, yeah and that's it, what i feel i don't see as much in age of sigmar and that might just be the fact that i have not you know been to many events and everything right uh but no like there's I mean, even, uh, even I, see online right? like, i can think of two very specific individuals i've had one bad game of age of sigmar in years of tournaments you know like one game yeah, i used to say three but as time has gone on i quit i can't remember what the other games were i just remember the one I mean, it wasn't that bad right? yeah so they weren't that bad were they like i just now only one sticks out to me in in a history of you know, I was I I hit I hit the ground running and grinding uh, AOS the, with all the fervor I had ground other games. I just kind of got like recultured uh, in Age of Sigmar uh, from how I was playing other games. I'm like, oh wait, like you know, I, I remember being terrified that have I told this story today already? I feel like I've told it this day already. I remember being terrified that like um, I would have like my Shadespire skeletons in with my uh, other skeletons and. My other skeletons have spears, and the Shadespire skeletons have hand weapons. Yeah. And I'm like, someone's going to see those. I put them in there because they look cool, and someone's going to see them, and they're going to WYSIWYG me, and they're going to get me disqualified. And I remember that was just being major like... Hang the game, um, with my Chaos Warriors. I didn't want... Especially using the ones from the start collecting, I didn't want to buy the Halberd kits and then chop off these beautiful models to put Halberds on these guys. And I was like, I was like I'm never going to run hand weapons. Like, why can't I just use all my hand weapons? Like, they're all Halberds. There's no confusion on the table. 
And like, I just was super stressed about it. And like, Mike one day was just like, no one's going to fucking care. Like, yeah. if you put a unit of hand weapons down and a unit of halberds down, and those are the only models, like, that's where the issue comes. Yep. Like, most people aren't even going to look at that. They're not even going to look at, at that level. Yeah. With, and then never even think about it. Yep. And yeah, because like, honestly, in Warhammer Fantasy, like back in those days, I did encounter lots of people that like were hard nosed wussy leg stuff and everything, right? Like even when there was no room for confusion or error. And so I, like, I was traumatized by it. I was going into AOS uh like very WYSIWYG minded, right? Um and then Frank, uh, the Doc King, pointed out he's like, you know it's not in the you know it's not in the general rules of Warhammer, right? You know, like like WYSIWYG's not in the core rules and it's not in the GHP. And I'm like and I immediately changed positions. Yeah. Uh, me, the anarchist, <laughs> when I didn't have a rule to tell me what to do. I was like, huh, well, shit. Like, it just, like, immediately, like, I, like, immediately, like, quit being, like, a hard-nosed WYSIWYG player myself. The minute that happened, I'm just like, oh, yeah. well, then, yeah, it's I not mean, even a real like, rule. I mean, really, it was a rule that started cropping up in, like, your Rogue Trader events and things like that to prevent people from cheating people on the fly. Back when you only had paper lists that were handwritten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it'd be really easy to be like, oh, no, yeah, that unit definitely has plasma pistol, like a plasma gun. And like, right, like just switch what units, what, and like, right, like it was just there to prevent gamesmanship. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. But like I said, in my fantasy days, I had some people that just were ruthless about how they enforced it, even in like the most casual games. And it's just like, I'm like a 12, 13 year old kid here. I don't need like. My parent likes to buy everything, and they're not going to give me the money to buy a second unit just so I can, like, yeah, right? Like, well, and I, I think that that's where the community can and has chilled a little bit is understanding that people paid for their minis and they should get to play them, you know? And and that's, I mean, I hold that line on a lot of stuff. That's why I get pissed when shit gets nerfed into the ground. I'm like, no, they paid the, for those fucking minis. They should be good. You know, like, like you can see these, like, couple lines of, of like, uh, sort of... Uh, internal logic that i hold to very firmly in this game um and one of them is like people should get to play with their stuff it's it's yeah. very simple but this cuts in several different directions this means that like you bought halberd last edition halberds were good so you had halberds and and you you did that and, and now this you know now they uh did what they did to uh, uh blood knights where blood knights just interchangeably have swords or spears they're they have no they're yeah. Their profiles don't even change. I'm hoping that's what happens to, like, Chaos Knights and Chaos Warriors, right? Like, just... Yeah, like, who cares? Give them a badass weapon that yeah, represents just, all the... Just things. say, yeah, like, you know, demon-possessed weapons, right? Like, that's a good one, because, like, yeah. then it can be anything. Who gives a shit? Yeah. You know, blood blood slaking blades, or, you know, like, just say whatever... Whatever, whatever super nerdy Chaos Yeah, just nerd just shit. Play. Just a bunch of nerd jargon thrown together that's what they fucking fight with who gives a crap like it this game has too many granularities already too many uh it, it, people will call it bloat i don't like quite like the word bloat um but yeah. like there's there's too many granularities to begin with uh like you don't need extra ones you know like why are we splitting hairs especially when it comes to the point where you're you're now sort of uh adding a barrier between play for people who have minis that just want to fucking play the game and they're worried that you're going to fucking, you know, dock them points because they're using some Shadespire models or or they're using a start collecting push fit shit or, you know, whatever it is. Like, just let them play. You know, I know some of us uh, have three or four or five armies. Some of us have way too much Warhammer armies. We even aren't even out of boxes, right? Right. Uh, you know, not that I'm going to shame anybody. 
you know who you are and you feel bad about it. I don't need to tell you. But not everybody's like that. You know, when you're talking about, like, you know, kids or somebody's first army that they're going to – they just want to play for one year and get good at it, right? Like, let them, let them have yeah. some breathing room with that. The idea that you would – like, the idea that there are people out there that would turn away, like, a, a you know, 10 to 14-year-old who – like wants to just use what they have to represent this other thing that lets them actually play the game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, let them play. Like they're going to get the thing once they like can tell their parents, no, like I had a blast and I need this to continue doing that. Right. Yeah, like they're, yeah. well, they'll get it eventually. Like who cares? Well, like, and that's the community. Like, I mean, that's where the community really is. Like we can, as long as we have healthy communities that are cross pollinating, which is something I really want to talk about a little bit is, is how you said you had some folks come in, come into Indy. You know, I, 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 I get it. I will affectionately still refer to us as the Midwest Fortress here, but I do want to make a more concerted effort for us to like head out to other people's tournaments and vice versa. You yeah, know, one I, of the, one of the things I definitely wanted us to talk about is because the gist I have gotten from a lot of people about that like divide is centered around ITC and in running Indie Storm and actually like because like they like I want I wanted to go ahead and be an ITC event and things like that just to say the players that wanted that there's nothing about itc that prevents any of the midwest stuff that we're constantly judged for or whatever like like i i had soft scores they didn't get programmed into bcp like like, right like bcp is not necessarily set up for it so that was kind of a hurdle but it can be i've just i I, i've 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 heard word on the street that there might be some conversations going on there with with uh with some folks between yeah apparently folks. it would have just been as simple as like two or three months before the event i could have sent them an email of all the rubrics i wanted and they potentially could have got that set up like, I, right? I hear there's some like, conversations going who on knew? about that yeah, uh, yeah but you don't you don't know what you don't know and it's really easy for yeah. for a couple like uh you know armchair uh to's to fucking say what would have could have should have been done about an event but money where your yeah. mouth is run a 200 person event run a 30 person event like i said yeah, I, I successfully mean, ran a midwest like Parted, right? Like with soft scores and everything like that. Everything like, that. like no, they weren't very hard scoring soft scores, right? Like I, I very intentionally was very easy going for my first event, but like I had all that stuff. Yeah, see, I, yeah, I, it still it was still the mythical ITC event on BCP that everybody needs. Yep. That like, well, they got gotta, like, yeah, they got to like get their, their validation points. You like your gamers, yeah, right? You've and been, you've been I, trained since Pac-Man to watch the number go up, and if the number yeah, doesn't go up, and it you, you, you fuck, yeah, the number's not going up. How the fuck do I validate? But no, sorry, I don't. I'm yeah, sorry. like, well, yeah, and it wasn't a problem. Like, players, like, uh, like John Anderson, when talking to him about, like, I like another thing I learned, right? Like ITC points, they don't actually care about your placement. It's just if you get wins. Still so, public, like, yeah, right, it's like. Well, yeah, right. It can promote that a little bit, right? But that's like, yeah. But like, like even the like the idea that like, well, soft scores kept me from being the like getting first place. You're not you're not actually oh, going to the well, event for first place. You're going for your ATC points. So, win all five of your games. Yeah, probably still end up getting very highly ranked yeah. and get yeah. what you actually want out of it, right? Well, like, like, is, is Ziggy same thing on last rank cast? He's like, I, I'm not looking at soft scores. I just look at the win rates. Win yeah. rates and matchups, and uh huh. You know that's what I said uh, a while back about like the the reason the competitive versus narrative versus soft scores. It's it's such a it's such a straw man argument to have to begin with, like because they're just not yeah they're it not at odds. You're having fun the wrong way. 
Yeah, right. like they're not these things aren't at odds. They're not mutually exclusive. And I know for a fact that if you have a competitive mind, I know you because I am you. You just yeah. look at the win rates. You well, don't... that's why that's that's part of why I wanted to figure it out. Right? It's like I was like, it can't be. There can't be this world where like you can't harbor these sports like plus and hobby plus events and also not benefit the really competitive you, like, you like, can like, do both they, can do like, both. they both have to, like, like, there's literally like, unless there is this weird like unless itc works super weird there's no reason it can't both happen mm-hmm. and through just a handful of conversations and then actually running an event like i had like my goal for indie storm was just a hundred like they're run a good event for people right but like i wanted to run a midwest itc event you're not the only one and who I has. Did. I mean, the, the, I mean, the, that whole thing is the mis- is a fucking misnomer to begin with. Is oh, Midwest doesn't use ITC. Like there, there are there are several about thirty, usually around thirty person tournaments, uh, two dayers. Uh, I think there's one in Michigan. Like there's there's a few tournaments around I'm here. I'm running another one in uh, September yeah. that will be at national venues. So I'm looking to have like yeah, no, like my... looking to like, set it up for a hundred plus forty k players. And like honestly, if I get traction. I will do the same for Age of Sigmar. Like, yeah. No, I, I have I a I have a problem with, with something related to ITC, but it has nothing to do with ITC itself. Run your event your way. My whole yeah. my whole thing is just literally run your event your way. Community first. Run it for the community you're trying to build. Yeah. Cross pollinate, give people some onboarding from other communities, say, Hey, come over play, you know, you're you know, uh, you know, do an invitational style thing if you must, where you're like, oh, like we're going to reserve, you know, 10 seats for the East Coast, you know, whatever your size of your event is, whatever your threshold is, yeah, just, yeah. just to make sure you get some folks from the East Coast out or the West Coast out. Like, yeah, and that, that was one of the things I learned, um, partly because of the partners at War, like crew and stuff like that, right? A lot of like, you know, Nick said in chat earlier, like Plants Mafia and stuff like that, like they, they were all, like not all, but a chunk of them that came were able to get in right away. Um, but like I think, especially if I get the chance to run bigger events, not what I can fit in my store, I want to at least initially in signups square away X number of seats, right? Because like what you said, like like I want all the communities to be able to interact with. Them, See, I've I've right? proposed I proposed this like way back when when I was an idiot who didn't know anything about like beef and stuff. I'm like, well, why not just have like you know some like reserve seating for mm-hmm. cross pollination? You know, like. Uh, one of the things I noticed with Midwest events is one, you don't know where the fuck they are, or who's running them. Um, yeah. Like that, that can be a problem with finding any event, yeah, any event. The only event I knew about going on the internet, just trying to do a fucking go- when you're new to Warhammer, when you're just getting into the community and you're starting to look for a tournament. If you don't know somebody who knows about a tournament, and you just go Warhammer tournament, you're gonna see Bobo practically before you see anything else. And you're like, well, that doesn't fucking do me any good. I'm not flying across the pond, and you're mm-hmm. gonna see Adepticon. And you might see LVO, like mm-hmm. show up in it. But if you just like, it'll be forty k pointed though, right? Like you yeah, and you're and you're not even gonna yeah, you're not even gonna see Age, Age of Sigma tournaments necessarily. Like there's this like, and I know some people are like, well, yeah, they're just in BCP, and I'm like, you don't even know about BCP yet. Like this is yep. you know before you like, well, it, it's what I got to earlier, right? I didn't know an Age of Sigma community existed. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. even when I tried to dig a little bit, right? Yeah. Like nope, yeah. that doesn't exist. I don't sell the product. No one else I know at other game stores in the area talks about selling a ton of the product. And I don't see people playing the game. Clearly it's not around because also there wasn't anything on social media for it at the time, like really either. Mm-hmm. Like I um I like I got made an admin of like the Indianapolis Facebook group that we have that had basically been like 
not used. For yeah, really just a anything. ghost town, one of those ghost communities. Yeah. yeah. And like, it still doesn't get used a ton, right? But like, I put my posts in there consistently. Well, well, so guess, well, let, well, let me ask you, how did you advertise in, uh, Indie Storm? Uh, so that that's my my one gripe about Indie Storm. So all the guys and like gals that are part of the like that have like that own the company or whatever, right? Like that does it. They're all great people. There was a lot of logistical stuff like i didn't have access to bcp uh because one of the guys made the event under his name and it turns out you can't that's one of the things that i, I sent like a you know survey email to bcp like you can't assign tos so it's like it's one account so like i had no way to adjust details on the event put details on the event or anything so like, it was all very much i was telling him a thing and then he was putting it in there so there was lots of miscommunication there um they made a facebook group a facebook event that again they didn't make me like a moderator or organizer for, so I couldn't interact with that. Mm -hmm. uh, so on my end, it was just making sure all my people were sharing that event in various spaces. And then I, I went to Twitter, right? As best I could. Mm -hmm. And, you know, hashtag any store, like it threw whatever hashtags I could think of that might grab someone's Get attention. Get some engagement. And then yeah. You guys to reach me and yeah. Like and I, I think I told you to make a post in, uh, in our discord. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. Like, yeah. And, and various discords and stuff. And it's so like that, like, and it worked, right? You sold out, right? But 12 hours. On that side of things, like, I already told him, like, next time, like, I'll, I've, I've, like, I will set up the BCP event for it. Mm -hmm. Like, we either need to do a Facebook page that I'm an admin of, or you need to let me make the Facebook event. Like, right? Like, I need to be able to have my hands. Like, I get registration was going through your guys' website. So that, like, you know, you can make sure like that, but like that was even hurdle, right? When people were dropping, like there, it turns out we had someone who I don't remember who it was, but there was someone who showed to who wanted to come to the event. I didn't even know they existed because <laughs> they weren't on the final list of people I got sent. But then they contacted the Indie Storm people with like their receipt, and they're like, "Oh yeah, is there space for this person?" I was like, "No, like I'm filled again, like because I got waitlist people in here." And they're like, well, "We need to get this guy in. He paid." And I was like, "Okay." See, that's that's <laughs> that. Um, I had a lot of stress that like the like. Week and a half leading up to the event. Yeah. When I started to have to get all that stuff together. And I was like, well, I need to get lists from people. And like, so I'm going to be emailing people for reminders. And everything. Like, like getting the information from them well, for starters, since I didn't have access to it. And then like all those little things, wherever I was just like, this is well, a goddamn nightmare. Well, that's, that's the convention barrier. People don't think about. Yeah. 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 That's I've, I've been in enough convention. That's like I said, some of the, the talking points, some folks kind of really, hard committed to there i'm like it's so clear that you've never been a part of something this that's organized like this where you have sort of like three heads yeah. of the serpent type thing going on where you've got like you know you've got a convention you've got a venue you've mm -hmm. got a you know so like who's running the convention you know indie storm you know this happens yeah. in gen con it happens at amkey it'll happen at adepticon yeah. i you know it happens at any of these things that are that are going to be sort of community driven you're going to have issues i've i've been part of the uh convention scene since I was 17 as an actual worker, um, no brand con in, in, in Eau Claire, I ran, helped run video game rooms, and I was one of the people who stood in the room and made sure you didn't steal the, the DVDs uh, for watching various animu. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, um, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, I've, I've done this shit forever, and, and it's, and every year there's something else. There's, it's never, 
it's it's never as simple as well you just run the event and then it runs and you know there's and like it's kind of interesting because when you're talking about like well you started running it and the like the community fell together and so on and so forth but i mean the point is is like you're 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 balancing uh, different tool sets you've got bcp at play you've got uh indie storm as an organizer you have your store itself that it sounds like you're running out of so you have your own stipulations as a storefront i'd imagine as a venue that you've got to consider yeah i mean, thank you. Like, I mean it was like just i i put like in the pack right like what our store like we're, we're a family first store so like i had to, like we didn't have an issue and we were never going to have an issue like like vulgarity like i'm sorry that. you know i wanted to come to indie storm but now i can't uh, I swear, no, way no, too much. Because I, I work there, and I still say fuck and damn, and like right. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's yeah. that being aware. Oh, there's a kid in the room. Maybe don't talk about like. Yeah, I no, you don't need to go. I got it. Dong is gonna knock that vampire's head off or something, right? Like. No, no, I I get you. I get you. Yeah, no, it, um, no, it, I I um. But you learn, right? Like this is like you yeah. you know going forward now, like. Uh, you know, needing to be able. Yeah, to... and like I was real late, but part partly because of procrastination, but also because like I was very stressed. Like when designing, when writing the pack, right? Like you're writing. Is this your first? Pack? This was this your first pack. Yeah. I've never, yeah, I've never been to an H Sigmar event either. So like the first pack I even really saw, like and had my hands on, because like Mike had showed me some of his and stuff, and like Nick did a good job of digging up some old ones from events. But like the Adepticon pack was the first one I ever really had in hands, was able to like tangibly look at and like. Like, so I was super late on getting the pack out, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I think I think I like, honestly I think it got posted like the Monday before Oof. the event, and See, it didn't matter because like everybody that had like because thankfully the I mean you're being smaller, it's smaller. smaller everybody yeah. had contacted me and asked questions like, oh, is there a painting requirement? Yeah, like super bare bones, like just lots of that stuff. But right, like I, I need to have my shit together, mm-hmm. like and get that out sooner, like and ideally, right? I build a pack that I want most of my events to get run off of, and then just tweak if needed um and like i'm gonna like i've got mine like it's sitting on my desktop here at home my desktop at work like it's there for any time i feel like yeah i'm gonna sit on it and tear it apart and, mm-hmm. um but right it's like that right like i did that i handled that poorly uh see i see i got terrified by the pack when when I, the one the event we don't talk about uh hey one i ran it was like 12 people um <laughs> an overpriced 12 person event because we had to people had to buy a badge for the the convention we were at yeah you know it was just shit um no everyone came had a blast and we we bought them dinner afterwards uh so i have to make up for it (laughs) um but it was uh yeah i mean you're you're i mean the pack was intimidating i a painting rubric was intimidating for me because i'm not i just i won't lie i copied mike's from Circle City Clash, it was a real simple. 20 I copied. Point I, I copied. I knew everybody was going to be able to get the twenty points on unless they just shit on it, right? I like, copied Steve Herner's. Yeah, like I'm like I Steve Herner's supposed to be a great one. hobbyist. I sent him a message. I'm like, hey, can I have your painting rubric? I want to run a tournament. He's like, yeah, no problem, bro. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. one, I, uh, one of the things I regret about my pack is I like I, I want I want painting to be there, but I want like my first few events. I'm probably going to be lighter on it just because a lot of my locals, at the very least, are new. I so I don't want to. I mean, that's where you that's or, where you have a paint like a, a like a painting cap that's like yeah. achievable, and you have a rubric that is A B C D. Like here's the stuff. I'm a fan of what I call the grab bag. So like you don't require a display board. You don't require 
you know, non-metallic metals. You don't require edge highlights. But if you get them, they're bonus points that then get you into the whatever the category. Yeah, when you, right. and you just have it sort of a, like a tiered category of like tabletop. Uh, you yeah. know, you have like the, these, these are the folks trying to get the most tournament points they can for paint. Um, yeah. and, and make that a little bit out of reach from basic tabletop standard, right? Like you want, that is hilarious. For example, of something I need to spell on the pack. Like I just like in the painting room, like, like I just want to see you put effort in. Right. And yeah, thankfully, like, like I didn't I, have a ton of issues. Right? I just need to put yeah. games workshop battle ready. And like, if you need to see an example, download Citadel color and look up any model. Yeah. And it'll really show you what a battle ready model is supposed to look like. Well, um, just cut out the middleman. Like this, is what GW would require anything they did. So, mm-hmm. and it's not hard, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the, the thing I really yeah, regret go. not doing is I wanted again with the idea of community first. I wanted a much more involved sports rubric, um, and I just didn't do it. Right? Like I couldn't because like I couldn't get out of my head about like what's fair to like ask people of and the score of them on there. So it just ended up being a, you know, a couple questionnaire, like, you know, a four or five question, like every game check off the thing, they get a point for it. And it's shit that nobody was ever going to miss. And Wes, like they came in to be an asshole. Right. Well, and like it worked. Right. And like, but that wasn't really what I wanted out I, of it. And I just, I couldn't figure out what else to include in it. And I still really haven't like, and I've been like, this is a, my brain this is a this is something I've been considering for a while. Um, this is how one of the arguments that cropped up is like sports shouldn't be called sports, and I'm like, I'm like, you know, that is literally a semantical argument, right? Like that is yeah. your like, like who? Gives, well, I mean, my like, award wasn't sports, right? It was like com- most honorable opponent. Yeah, whatever. You know, I mean, like we what we colloquially refer to it as that we know to be the like the of like I I think calling it the community award or the community yeah. score honorable companion there you go brilliant um like i, I think i like I, like calling it the community like you know it's it's yeah. clear that what's going on here is there's three spheres of the game that are being honored it's it's the the community sphere it you know because this is a community or i should say the social sphere of the game is the social sphere being honored it is the gamer sphere being honored, the actual play and the hobby sphere being honored that's what these three be, be a good person right yeah, but how do you quantify? How do you quantify? Well, people? like, by like, don't, don't be a dick, right? right. Really like, um, yeah. follow the rules the proper way. Like, don't be doing shady gamesmanship stuff, right? right. And just generally be supportive of everybody at the event, right? No, see, this is where um, so now quantifying those things in some way that you see, this is where Mefcon is going to like go off the deep end, and I uh, invite people's rage at me when they see my uh, <laughs> sports rubric. Um, and I come up with some super flowery name for the several trophies that will be under the community category. Um, you will get tournament, actual tournament points in your overall. That's right. If you cut promos against your opponents. Like, I mean, I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. I don't get to watch really <laughs> I, Yep. Give me all the points for that. Yeah. I like send videos weeks in yep, advance. Yep. Like, you, you get, you get, a, if you, if you have walk up music, two points, you know, like I, like I'm going to. Like, like the, 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 like, you know, some people like, you know, I, I already like thought sports trophies were sweet because first off, see, I am, I am a, a competitive uh, douchebag um, who really wants to win. Um, and I think the more hardware, the better, uh, the more categories to compete in, the more things to like ascribe to the better. I don't get these cowards who, uh, who only want one trophy or something. 
what a, what a how cowardly of you like why wouldn't you want to like try to win at the most possible things you could uh, i don't like yeah i'm not a good painter but if there's a painting trophy you know what i'm gonna get better at painting because i want a fucking trophy yeah right? like what the fuck is these i don't get this that, yeah <laughs> like i don't and, get this and that's what i want out of that rubric right like not only to like give but a you gotta mind, communicate people. people you gotta you gotta communicate it to people how to game that what yeah how that do should i be a trophy you brag about, right yeah. yeah i went to this 200 person event and i got the trophy that said like everybody thought i was the coolest chillest dude in the room yeah yeah like, well how is that not something you brag about yeah, I'm I'm very proud of my uh, my sports trophy winning it with Nagash uh, during the peak hatred phase of Nagash. Yeah, right. Like you, you, well, that's the thing is like I actually in my sports tiebreakers uh, for the for my tournament pack, uh, I did use a win loss record as one of the tiebreakers because if you beat somebody and they like you, oh, that's see. So I didn't actually plan a tiebreaker, which was almost an issue. Um, and because my sport, my sports trophy went to a combination of those points you got each round yep. from your opponent, and then a, a favorite opponent. Yeah, like, like yeah. and it it came down to uh, two people. They both had the same number of votes and everything like that. And thankfully, <laughs> I was able to avert crisis because, like, I had like you you only get one prize on the podium, right? Like, so mm-hmm. you take whatever you like, and I, I would have given somebody the option, right? Like, you take whatever you feel is best mm-hmm. um but uh like one of the people got best of their faction and so they were very happy with that so then the other person was able to get but yeah it was like there was they they had the like ever and, and like it was like it was great about it that made me feel really good it's like it was unanimous mm-hmm. all five of their opponents voted them both like their favorite opponent right yeah and so like i i it wasn't won- like well everybody got like one vote and these guys got like two votes. it was like it was like well no like this is like a super feel good because like they were both legitimately yeah we everybody's favorite person my my uh my sports trophy um i got four uh favorite opponent votes and ty uh who's in my vampire the masquerade game uh playing salvatore uh got four favorite opponent votes so it came down okay. to the checklist thing and he was late for a game on Sunday, like just just slept in a little bit because he was hungover. So like yeah. just objectively Rough. speaking, yeah. lost one point on the rubric. So I he was so. less he was less cool of a dude because he drank. It, objectively, it said I I drank too. Yep. Objectively, yep. it says right here. Uh, like <laughs> you're a better member of the community. That's right. I'm that much better. Me. Like I am one. Uh, one punctuality mark better than Ty, uh, and never let him. Yeah, I had not it. even considered the idea of win loss going into it because of that, like that statement, right? Like, if you can win all of your games and everyone still think you're awesome, because it's like what I used to like. How I, the reason I didn't like sports like awards a lot of stuff, particularly my working days, like generally speaking, you always saw the person who like did the worst that got it right and it just felt like such a pity like well they're not losing they're like no we get we give it we literally give out wooden spoons for the person who does yeah the worst. right and and that's what it always felt like because those events didn't have wooden spoons like where and so yeah like there there's an element where like yeah win loss i i probably will go ahead and include in cyber report because yeah it makes sense mm-hmm. if i show up with you know a super toxic archeon double varangard sorcerer chaos lord couple <laughs> untamed beast you know Flock mm-hmm. that's just gonna table people in two turns or whatever, right? Like, and they love, and they and still, they still love you. Cool yeah, fun to play. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, give me that fucking trophy. Yeah, that's uh, like I again. I won yeah, that with the. I should have got right? one yeah, extra yeah, yeah. vote for playing Nagash into it, like, and and having a and being on. I was on the top ten. Like I, I top ten that tournament. So like I, I, I have the top ten. Best. Nagash, like like I not not only am I better than Ty in punctuality for my sports. <laughs> <laughs> I did it on hard People mode. Like you while you were being really good and being really things. good at Warhammer, like yeah, <laughs> uh, um, break that, your heart. My only experience with Nagash, I dropped him in one salvo of shooting with you, Cruel Boys. You, you, you won't hurt my feelings. <laughs> the only like, time I've seen on the table was against my brother and a unit of six Cruel Bo- uh, unit of six Bolt Boys. Right, just went, I, eh, I, I was born into a meta with original clown car, like yeah, trying to play good. Nagash. Like, you, you, like that's where. You know, the, the, you see these cycles of rage that happen in our community, and be, because I don't think the rage ever disperses for the like the previous thing that was causing the anger, mm-hmm. it just it just stays there and then it moves on to the next thing. So yeah. like the people who are pissed at like change host Zinch, uh, they stayed pissed when Zinch got good again. You know, like they never weren't not pissed. Uh, yeah. You know, and people who are pissed at KO were they were pissed at the Clown Car before. You know, and and that you just see these like cycles of rage that just repeat themselves. They're they're inescapable. Um, just, you know, be excellent to each other for crying out loud. Uh, Manzac here says, uh, at the end of the day, an event that boasts quality visual is king. It is the essence of what sells and captivates. I don't think anyone can argue that GW rules are good or good uh, for fair competition. Um, yeah, no, I, I kind of agree with you, Manzac. Uh, that's why I don't mind like a, a bit heavier soft score tournament, even though I myself am a shitty painter. Um, like, okay, so I'm not going to win best overall, but I can still win best general. Like, I'm, you know, like I'm not broken up about that. Like, if somebody's ego is like, I didn't win best overall because like stupid soft scores or something like that, then be proud that you fucking went five and zero. Oh. Like, kick some ass, whatever. Yeah. You know, who can, who can, you have a good strong strength of schedule. Uh, max your point. Do everything you can as a gamer. I I don't understand this like mutually exclusive crap. It's just an extra thing, yeah. and if trying you to care about if that's and it's like Nick says a lot of times, like you know the event you're signing up for, mm-hmm. you can see the pack, right? Like and, yeah, and and so. that's that's where you gotta write a good pack that sets yeah. expectation go, that lays go all these cards out. Yeah, that takes soft score into overall. If you don't care about those soft scores, and like are going to get upset about not getting best overall or don't be a coward and like learn how to get better at painting like a yeah right like put or like put the effort in and who knows maybe you'll still get it and you can surprise yourself yeah 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 especially if the rubric is is something you know i think there's a really good i I think we have have one that isn't attainable right i like the tiered system where you have like you know like this is the going for it tier or like this is this is, you know, but then that's the separate trophy, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's how you're winning best paint. You're in the going for it tier. You're going to get your 25 tournament points or whatever, whatever the cap is, overall, whatever satiates. Yeah. That, that basic or a little above basic that everybody can attain. Right. And yeah. then the people who want the giant golden paintbrush on a plaque or whatever, right. Are going to do all yeah. those extra things. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I, I don't. To me, it just doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't factor in my mind as a problem. But yeah. also, this does tie back a little bit. And the reason I read Manzak's comment, comment here is this ties back to a little bit of what you talked about when you're building the the indie scene, uh, or helping build the indie scene in the t- tournament. People co- like 
the best way to get into Warhammer is to go watch Warhammer. Yep. You know, like it's I tell people all the time. It's it's the, always wanted. Just come watch. Yep. Come and and watch Warhammer get played. And this is where again this this also ties into what 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 Sean was saying about wanting to be able to like watch Warhammer happening at the biggest tournament you know in North America like like it all to, that's all the same to me that's all the same point to me that the the reason for having good paint scoring it's all the same point because the best way to get into Warhammer is to go watch Warhammer the reason you should have stuff on the internet available for people to look at Warhammer being played is because the best way to enjoy Warhammer is to see Warhammer being played. Like, it's, again, that's, it fucking goes, the west, best way to build a community is to play fucking Warhammer so people can see Warhammer get, being played. Yeah. This is, this is a, a truth, a first principle of this game. I, I don't, I, like, I, I, I don't disagree so hard that this is the hill I will die upon if someone's like, yeah, I just don't like paint scores. I'm like, you know, fine, okay? Like, I'm not trying to change anyone's, anyone's mind, but from my perspective, this line is such a commonality, uh, is such a through line, is such a, tr uh, like, a truth of the game. I don't think you have Warhammer, uh, I don't think Warhammer can be, like, extricated from the hobby of it. I just, it is a yeah. visual, communal, social game. Yeah. My my wife, hilarious, she, she's, give, like, picked on everything, like, she, she, and rightfully so, someone who doesn't paint and things like that, like, Paint scores feel very gatekeepy to her, and there's a level of, she's not wrong, like. But I think how we fix that, at least on some level, is having what we talked about, where like there's just this bare minimum that, again, if you also have a strong community, you can help people achieve. Right, and people will push you to be better hobbyists, and and yeah. we, I mean, there's for every competitive coverage tournament, fucking content creator, out there. There are hundreds more channels that just do stuff about hobby. There's, in fact, you're going to be far more successful if you want to create content if you have a hobby channel than if you have a, a competitive coverage channel. I know that in yeah. our very specific sphere of, of interaction with like the particular podcasts that cross pollinate that, that I'm part of. You know, yeah. the, the particular Twitter community that I'm part of, because I am an avid tournament goer. I'm a big I know I'm I'm I've been in a hiatus, you know, but I'm sorry, a once in century uh, global pandemic and, you know, two young kids. Yeah, and, no, I don't I don't think you and an asthmatic uh, partner kind of have me, you're, you know, you're but, lying. You're not you're not into the game. Yeah, I'm not really into yeah, I didn't start a whole guy okay. who's never been to an event to play. Yeah, no, just... me. OK, yeah, it's all, I'm, I'm just uh, this is all uh, Mephisto is, after all, a character I play on tv um so no it's 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 you know i am a very tournament focused very tournament so that is the sphere i, I happen to interact and in. i talk to a lot of folks in here but if you you take one step back from our little dialogues about adepticon you take one step back from uh you know uh itc when you take one step back from that and you look at like warhammer um it is it is consumed as a hobby it is consumed as a visual medium it is you have entire like some of the best painting in the world. Like how many times do I see like like a Japanese painter who just all they do is like paint busts and Gundam and and stuff like that, and then or a gunpla, sorry, and then just suddenly like they've just cracked out an Archeon and just demolished it in painting. They've yeah. they're not gonna play. They just wanted to ma oh, make God. me feel bad that I will never paint. Yeah, I've got a half as good as that. Jose, he 
he played War Machine and stuff, and he stepped away from gaming entirely and just got into like he was air, using Airbrush years ago before that became like a common thing. And just like he did a Privateer Press competition at Gen Con for like he painted the Scar bust, all airbrushed and like inks and and won with it, right? And like he's never looked back. I don't think he plays games even casually anymore, right? Like he just paints shit and hangs out with people, and he's phenomenal at it. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, he'll he'll go and buy stuff just to paint it and put it on a shelf and never do anything. With yeah, it. sell it to somebody else, flip it. I don't know, whatever you do with it, you know, it's your you you spent your hard earned cash, you put your time into it, do with it what you will. Um, that goes back to the you know, let people play with their stuff, like do with it what you will. Like, I don't know, there's there's a a democratization of this hobby that I think is essential. I mean, this is core in reality, like the democratization of your free time, like, you know, mm. take ownership and onus over it. Like it's, it's, it's okay. You know, it's your leisure. Um, and that's where like the, you know, you see the pack. If I don't like it, then I don't go. I think pack writing needs to be something where we're a little bit more focused on as a community, writing good packs, yeah. uh, setting expectations, making some of, I don't want a standardized pack early on in the, in, in getting into the community when I was still, you know, very much in my MG, MTG brain, I was for like a standardized pack. And I know, I think, uh, Ian from just, just play have like a pack you could download and like, there's a standardized yeah. pack. That's a useful tool. I think right now, actually games workshop has one. Like, yeah, they just released one, and like honestly, it's it's pretty solid. Yeah, so like, so it like it's very basic requirements and like guidelines. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, the biggest thing that made me happy about it was the like code of conduct in it. Yeah, like the biggest portion of it is the code of conduct, right? Right. right. And and I think, like I said, it's you know having that that's that's a useful tool, but I think we need to sort of standardize behave like patterns of behavior regarding the pack. <clears throat> our painting rubrics including them in it you know what yeah, the, the rubric need started. not be the same <coughs> pardon me oh my gosh i have the cough button and everything and i couldn't make it to it in time oh um i've been coughing the whole time so you get no it's excuse me Feels like the water I drank to help with the cough had a hair in it. So now I'm just doomed. Gross. gross. Like my whole body just like. <laughs> no, you just. Two hours of Mephisto coughing. That's the rest of the podcast, everyone. Um, let's see. Uh. I think there's enough space for all kinds of events, and people should run the event they want to run. Mm-hmm. People should, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's fair. Um, so let's uh, <clears throat> let's sort of uh, round out tonight by talking a little bit about Indie Storm itself. I think we've talked about yeah. uh, a lot of things. So uh, two dayer. Yep. Thir- uh, thirty person. I know twenty nine, but but thirty person yeah, event. Yeah, yeah. Plan planned to be a thirty two, but yeah. So not bad. Uh, first one you ran. Yep. And uh, how did you approach? Uh, so. This is your first pack. You mentioned you had some struggles, but you've learned the lessons. That's the best. That's the most important part, right? Yeah. Like you, you know, we we, like I said, I've been in I've been in convention scenes my entire adult nerd life, and uh, yeah, same. there's <laughs> always stuff, you know, like Gen Con, whatever, whatever is Gen Con, Amkey, uh, Yumicon. There's always going to be a competition. Yeah, there's always something you gotta you gotta 
work toward and get better at, right? There's always there's always hiccups. So, you know, you learned the lesson here. You're, um, when you wrote the pack, did you decide to share your battle plans? Did you... Uh, no, so I, I did... I think my intention... And again, like, you know, learning or anything. Like, my intention was I didn't want anybody to know what the designated best time would be until after the list had been submitted. Because, and, I, and I debated with some of the local guys about it, right? People can claim it doesn't happen, but like I saw it all the time in War Machine and stuff. Like, you can tailor a list mm-hmm. to the series of scenarios you know you're going to play. Mm-hmm. And that, like, like the counter argument I got people was like, well, yeah, but, but no, like people are just like, you're going to get even harder matchups. Not necessarily, right? Like, you can build a, a list that can play safely and just wreck those scenarios if you know what they are ahead of time. That's just the nature of these games. It's all numbers, right? So I wanted to avoid that. Um, I stupidly made my list submission the Wednesday before. So then I was like, oh, that only gives me two days to drop them anyways. And so what I ended up doing is, like, I rolled them that week. Like, oh, my randomly. gosh. So you yeah. randomly rolled your, oh, disgusting. Yeah, which was my intention, <laughs> anyways, even before. <laughs> even if I had given them to people like, ahead of time, like, I was just going to random roll. Because, like, I want, I like, especially for my first event, I was like, no, I'm going to play the game. How, like, if you open up the general's handbook to sit and play somebody, that's what the I, I respect that. Idea. No, I, I respect that. I like I you know, I, I really do. I do. I like the, the kind of trying to find that like uh, that you've said it a couple times like that beginner not beginner event. Yeah. I, I don't think it's I mean, there because there are a handful of scenarios and like even in my event, right? like a couple of them that end up happening. Uh, the battle plans like that people just shit on all the time. I have a little more faith in Games Workshop than other people. The Lord of Chaos, right? On on Discord is your name? Uh, yeah. Go on, continue. Sorry. Um, but, um, like, right? So, like, I have a little more faith in Games Workshop and their ability to write these things. Like, they're not perfect, but I don't think they're as bad. Like, I get a lot of, like, well, completely invalidated the army if it, you know, doesn't, does this thing or whatever. It's like, well, that that's part of it, though. You know that is potentially an option. Plan for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but yeah, like, I just wish I had gotten it out a little sooner. So, what I ended up doing was, like, literally the night before the event, like Friday, it was like Friday afternoon or whatever, I tweeted out what the five battle plans would be. Not the order we would play them, right? But just what the five would be. Mm-hmm. So then people could look at them and everything. Spoiler, a lot of people didn't. Um, Unforeseen. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, day of, I just, um, I knew, I knew I wanted to start with tectonic interference once I saw that it was on there because it's a pretty straightforward, I think, does a good idea of capturing what the game is and everything like that. Like, it, it's just, it's kind of a bare bones basic without being the, you know, once you hold all the points, you win automatically type thing or whatever, right? I, I like those for um, the a- end of the days, personally. Yeah. Um, and then I knew, and again, like, now I, I don't want to, like, randomly roll necessarily, but, like, I knew once I saw the vice, because, like, so my, it was tectonic interference, power numbers, the vice, savage games, and uh, power struggle. I wanted to end day one on the vice. Like I love that battle plan because in my opinion, it is a really good In case someone's not familiar with the vice, why don't you take us through why you love it? Um, So it starts, there are two objectives, not wholly, right? Not fully on the board, but in the corners. Mm -hmm. And then they move to kind of more central board. And then you get to where uh, I believe it's round four. It's round four and five, I believe. Uh, There's just one objective in the center. So like the objectives, you are losing the objectives you have, new ones are being placed that you then have to go to, right? And 
it, I think it's a really good equalizer. Like there are some kind of powerhouse armies lists that have trouble with it because they're meant to just find where the objectives are and stay there. And so like obviously they're like, and then some of the slower armies uh, have tr like obviously it kind of like hampers them in a way that's positive I think for everybody because like they'll dominate in again the scenarios where it's just like yeah on the like eleven inch line or whatever here your objectives you're never gonna lose them so as long as you can then get one from your opponent you win so it's just it's a very it's very interesting and out of the box battle plan that like I didn't expect from them that I think I kind of always want to have and well it's it's, it's forced win. engagement is what it is yeah and and that's what and so until they come up with another one that I like even more. I think I kind of always want to have that to be the like linchpin. In you're Dragon. you're using it how um, I'm trying to remember what the uh, there's a lot of uh, the the one that was an instant an instant uh, draw from last edition. What was it? I Again, was... I barely know. Anything. I think it was I think it's it was like... knife to the heart. Knife to the heart was like the yeah, instant draw. Yeah, yeah. You're uh yeah. So you're using it like uh just to like kind of separate. Uh, but you're doing it, it kind of breaks bit, the pack a little bit. Yeah, you're right, doing so. it in a little bit different way because it's it's the more of the forced engagement. But yeah, knife yeah. of the heart was one of those like sort of prove it uh, ones. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, um, oh, okay. Continue. But yeah, so that was like again once I saw them, I was like, cool, I want that, and I knew I wanted to save Savage Games for day two because it's it's just a very common played one. It's a fun one, uh, and again, very similar tectonic. It's easy. And I didn't necessarily know where I wanted it on day two, um, right? But like I was like, okay, I'm gonna save that for day two. So that was just a matter of like I basically random rolled on if it was gonna be power and numbers or power struggle. We got power and numbers. That is probably the one I've gotten the most negative feedback about. I personally think it's a cool, cool battle plan. Um, a lot of people didn't because that um, again, people from there. It's there are three objectives on each player side, and you can starting at starting on the second turn burn any of them to gain points based off what turn it is on mm -hmm. it's like two points and then like three and then five like whatever and so if you were like one of the games we had someone didn't have a lot of their models on the board and someone was playing dragons and so they were able to have five of the six objectives and it's like i got called over and that was the game i was playing ringer for and so, like, I got from my game, I had this stuff where, and they were like, so, like, can I burn all of these, or is it one per turn? I was like, this isn't the one. Like, there's another burn objective one that's one per turn. This is not that. And, like, so I just I just win? I was like, I mean, unless they can keep you from getting any battle tactics and get all theirs, like, yeah, like, that's kind of what it's going to be. I'm like, so there was some feel-bads, but I think, like, I personally feel, regardless of what my playgroup says, that, like, a lot of the feel-bads were people just didn't read and understand the mission. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on a little bit. Nick didn't read the scenario at all. He thought it was the other one that lets you remove them. Like well, I, I think I folks I uh, folks this skim. is what we're playing. Everybody read it. It's a weird one. We literally never play. To, to be fair, most humans have lower reading comprehension than you would like as like a well, society. Well, he just didn't read it. It wasn't even yeah. a Reddit and didn't comprehend okay. it. Okay, he like he admitted to it. He just did not read it. Yes. He thought it was a different one, even though I said it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean, no, I'm, I, um, I like that you're, you had a, so without even realizing it, you've been talking about your first principles. Like you were very like I wanted people to open the book. I wanted my, I wanted my tournament to be like you've opened the book and you're playing Warhammer. You yeah. know, I, I that 
I, I call it for lack Especially of a better term, be, beginning, like, you know, beginner Warhammer. Yeah. Like not as in skill level, but like this. This is the this is how you start out. This is the organic yeah. origin of Warhammer. You know, and I I, so I don't I, like comping like at all. Right, no. like the idea of comping is something I can't stand, and I feel. You know, see that goes against one of my principles. People should get to play with their shit. They they bought it, not you. Uh, fuck off. I'm gonna play. My well, song. that might be a level of comping I'm fine. With, you know, even like in the regard to like, like the game is intended on whatever level you play it, especially General Handbook, which is like like all those scenarios are supposed battle plans are they're supposed to be in play, right? Like part of the reason we it's see fine of being a good player if you can play all of them with your list. This is um a sports metaphor incoming. Sorry, everybody. This is why I like outdoor stadiums instead of indoor stadiums for football. Um, outdoor stadiums, I don't want to know that you can, in peak conditions, uh, like, always do the thing in an arena. I want to know that you can, you can get in the mud. I want to know that you can, you can fight through the snow. I want, I want to know that when it's raining, you can, you can maintain the ball. You know, like, I like, I like that, uh, for me, you know, and I'm not going to do the real general shit, because I don't. I don't accept real physics takes on on my fantasy game either, so I'm not concerned with real generals any more than I'm concerned with real physics for dragons. Okay, like that's yeah. it, it's, it's internal consistency. See, look at that. Um, I, but I like to know that like you can play through adversity to sort yeah. of prove your metal. I like, and part of what we see when we when we as a community sort of collectively agree that like, well, we don't play with these battle plans. Now, I do agree with Nick. The uh, no reserves one should just be jettisoned off the game forever. <laughs> um, like, don't play with those. But everything else I should be, it. huh? I I, I know you would because you're a. I know you would because you're 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 a monster. Yeah, um, Ravagers is my favorite. Like, roll, roll, whole, didn't right? tell people them ahead of time and then fucking rolled them. Look at this. Look at the absolute cojones here. Hard mode, guys. <laughs> get good. Yeah, get good. That's right. Get good, scrub. But yeah. Um, no, but 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 what's happening as we sort of collectively decide these are the best battle plans and these are the yeah. best battle plans is we also skew the the like power lists because yeah, right? now having to deal with these these battle plans that your army sucks with and prove that you can win on them. Uh, which would have normally op- operated as like an equalizer to something like dragons, which has a, a, a different footprint uh, from what you require for some battle plans. You you've now basically given them a control state. Yeah, like I'm aware that in a controlled scientific lab you can do some of this stuff, but like um, face it, folks, we play a random game with randomness. Yep. Now I'm not saying like go full ham and wild west and embrace all the random all the time, but but so, yeah. All that being said, that was in my pack. I stated they would be rolled the week before the event. Perfect. And right, like so. Yeah. No setting expectations. No one should have showed up thinking that like there was going to be like a pre-prescribed like these are like oh like he won't he won't do the vice or whatever the one Nick hates is I can never remember what it's actually called. Mm-hmm. Uh, the no reserves were right like. Because like I think it was like total commitment. Do, no, they changed all their names like, now. But so yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah. It's... Part of it is though, like you said, like you know, like my my way of thinking about the game, everything. But also like the biggest motivation for it, honestly, was like, and then 
like the Adepticon drama and everything, right? Because that was two weeks before my event. Kind oh, of, yeah, that had to be great going event. into that. Like, like, I was like nerves. this is my first event. The, the best way for it to go well is if I play it, like, as by the book and, right, like... I like that. There, no, I respect no, it. I really oh, do. like, right, like, there's no chance for people, like, oh, well, your meta's made up of, like, 80% Stormcast, so you, of course, you pick these, like, or, like, any, like, I mean, nonsense. That, that's, everyone, right? that's like, the thing, is, like, people say nonsense all the time. There's favoritism, like, I ran it, like you said, right, like, sit down. Open the book up. Yep. You flip that book open, it tells you how to play it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just... I, I, any sort of real critique. Like, knock on me for, you know, having the crappy scenario, like battle plan. Oh, you're a monster. Absolute monster. I, I, I did it the way that you're supposed no, to. No, no, right? absolute monster. No, I'm 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 appalled by you right now. Um, Like, rolled them. <laughs> like, I'm just... But uh, but I respect it. Um, I can I can respect a monster, like, you know. <laughs> I, yeah. I like your conviction. Um, It's, uh like, respect. Seriously, like I'm not. I'm I'm joking that you're a monster, but I'm not joking. Like I, 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 yeah, I am a little bit. Cool. A little, little, little. I I know what I am. A <laughs> little bit, but no, I no, I respect. Uh, no, I, I do respect that. I respect that you kind of had like a had a. The, the, this is the pack. It, you, the fact that you even put in the pack, like I'm rolling these, I think is very important. Um, yeah. I think that I, I had a game plan. I didn't necessarily execute all of the game plan. Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Yeah. Right, but I had a game plan, and a lot of the game plan was made available and like, right, yeah. like, yeah, and I mean that's that's the thing is like you you you've got to, I mean, and the, I think that's the the real takeaway from Adopticon is just write a better pack, you know. I, I think that's the, um, you, you and not Adopticon. I don't want to pick on Adopticon. I'm kind of tired of talking about Adopticon personally. Um, I, I think the real lesson for everybody in in the event scene and wanting you're to run, run events, no know, know how to write a pack. Write a better pack and and stand on the backs of giants. What what are the yeah. great events that you like that inspired you? What are the ones that you wanted to go to when you were sitting at home, you know, yeah. watching Twitter Twitter drama unfold or hanging out on the TGA forums? You're like, ah, fuck, my army's not going to be paying right. time. That's, that's what I did, right? Like I like I said, I've never been to any Age of Sigmar events on my own, but yeah. I've never heard a negative thing about any of the events Mike has run. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. Stand- Godson, as far as being an organizer and everything, because like he. Like, again, message him at 2 a.m. The minute he's up, he's going to respond, even though he knows I'm the, like, right? Like, like yeah, he, no, he's good to never, I've never had to wait for an answer for him. He's like, he's done you know, calls with me and stuff to like, he's, I've sent him like the pack I wrote went back and forth between me and him like a dozen times. And he was helping me like, format it the right way and stuff and make it look like what a pack, like, not changing words, right? But like laying things out for me, like, Mm-hmm. It's great. <laughs> yeah, no, it's awesome. I'm, I, I'm very tech like for future people will be aware of also when they're coming to events. I might run ahead. I am a tech like I, I'm a caveman. Like hit the computer against my head. Might as well be like right. Yeah. Like my my lovely wife is very good with computers and Excel and things like that, and I lean on her for all of that. <laughs> like, I I still don't know Excel well uh, to my yeah. to my chagrin. I'm like, I, I, I built computers her... since I was fourteen, and there's certain uh, there's certain software out there. I just my brain is like this is. Fuck. I place orders every week to Games Workshop, right? Yeah, I call her every other week to ask for a reminder on what like the formula 
Okay, that's uh, like to like bro, like bro, change. Bro, talk to your therapist about ADHD. ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> what was that thing again? And then finally, this week, she's yeah. like, copy paste it, put it about the word talking about the like, Well, yeah, I get it. you're right. That's that's yeah. the smart thing to do. Yeah. Just take the thing you've given me and put it somewhere I can always get to it. Yeah, no. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I just want to call right in the middle of my work day. <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, 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 rational nihilist here, uh, Nick's dropping the knowledge bomb. Have the location, date, address, and important deadlines at the top of the pack. Yeah, and that was again like so. I took it. I, I pulled the group right. I was like, "What are things?" Not like my entire group. But I was like, "What are things you want to see?" And he told me that, and I did it right. Like <laughs> there was a header that had like everything other than like hotels, right? Because even though he told me about it, I didn't think to, like, because, again, I didn't expect, like, the only, like, confirmed out-of-town people I knew, like, they were staying with him. So, like, the idea of, like, informing out-of-town people that surely aren't coming to my event of good hotels nearby. If you build it, they will come. I'm sorry. No, folks want to play Warhammer. I mean, that's, yeah. that, that's a lot of the animosities because people wanted to play Warhammer and they couldn't for various reasons, yeah. so they had to get angsty. Yeah, I mean, the willingness of, like, like Illinois is not far, right? But it's still, like, it, like... Oh, I love the Indy Drive. I, I personally, like, like as someone who, 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 who makes that drive for uh, PTQs and, and, and GPs yeah. back in the day, Gen Con, um, anytime there's an event in Indy from, from Wisconsin, I love that drive. Um, yeah. uh, there's that part I where you hit those... Drive. I enjoyed the drive to Adepticon way more than I thought I would. Mm. Yeah, like, this is going to be the most boring couple of hours in my life because I left at like 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. on Wednesday night, and like, but no, like it was like I just I put music on. Like eventually, like once my wife got her kid to bed, she called me. Like it was a very relaxed time, and I was like, oh okay. So somebody else has really made the drive to Indy. Hell is real. I love that drive. <laughs> yeah, make sure the pa- uh, pack the circus peanuts and, and Red Bull. See, oh, he went yeah. by that was I missed that one, but I heard the story immediately when he came back from the fucking with the circus peanuts in- incident. Like I don't know what I was doing that that weekend, but maybe I was helping circus with it. So funny, so fucking funny. He didn't share the oyster story like he is contractually obligated to, so I'll make him share it uh, next year. And <laughs> he's got an oyster story too, which isn't. Nothing beats the peanut story, but the oyster story had me in tears too, because it's it's how he tells it that's that's funny. It's not the story. He's, he's got he's got some weird stories, and yeah, he tells them. It's in just the, the best way. Yeah, no, it's it's the cadence. It's the like the right amount of hyperbole. You know, I yep. lean way too much on. He's got the right amount at the right moment to make it funny. Yeah, no, um. So it sounds like you had a successful event as far as like hardware. Like, did you keep it minimal too? Did you, you know. Um, so did you had, get prize support from Indie Storm? Did you have to? Yeah. So, um, they, one thing I really wanted to do, cause it's just philosophy we have in the store. We don't, we don't make money on any of this. We run. Like that's just not like our game space. We're, we're, we're blessed to have that game space. We do. We we're a very successful game store. And like, Humble so brag. like, it's not, yeah. Right. Like, Hey, <laughs> uh, but, um, like that space, like we don't view it as losing money because we don't monetize, like even though we don't monetize it, right? And so, regardless of it, like even like even our magic, we've got a magic pre-release this weekend, right? We're making like on our pri- on like on our pre-release kits or whatever, like we're making like 
a buck or two, I think. But only by the nature of we want to charge a number that makes sense. Yeah, you don't want to like lose money on product. You're moving, you're moving product right? like whatever, it's yeah. And like that's how we run like our drafts on Friday nights. We we make zero money. We don't lose money either. But the way we prize out and stuff like that, we make zero money on our draft. And we treat all of our events that way. Whether it be gift cards, which like that's kind of us making money or whatever. Like whether it be prizes or gift cards or things like that. Like all the money that's given to us for an event goes right back to the people that are in it. It's like, I was not going to compromise that, like, regardless of it not being my event for the store, right? It being in any sort of thing. I was like, that's, and they're, and like, I, I work with those guys a lot with their events anyway, so they know the drill. Um, and so that's the other advantage to me. Can I just not say, only... that's, I fucking respect the hell out of that. Because for me, game stores were sanctuaries that kept me from getting the shit yeah, beat right. out of me, like, at home. I'd go to the game store. And if I had had to pay to go, like, hang out in the back room, play a little I don't, bit of Warhammer, I don't, I don't... you know. Go ahead. Especially like in today's day and age, like pandemic did hit some a lot worse than others. It was a boon to us, honestly. Uh, like, cause, like what, like, cause we we don't focus just on miniature games and magic. We're like, we sell fuck tons of board games, and so what did everybody board basically games. have to get into? Yeah, board games. Yeah. Uh, like we did a record-setting year last year, right? And the year before that was almost record-breaking. So, like the two years of the pandemic, we fucking blew Crushed it up. It. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. Love to hear that, and I love to hear you doing it and keeping the community focused. That's what makes it even better. Yeah. Like, and that's I mean that's what we care about. Right? And like even our owner, like right, he's not really involved any anymore in any way other than being the owner. But like that was always his point of it, yeah. like make enough money to pay the staff, pay for product and rent and all those things or whatever, and then like obviously get some money for himself. Like he is doing like yeah yeah wrong. he's doing a capitalism. It's like, fine. It is not a purely profit focused store we've got three locations we had four at one point uh the one in lafayette just Doesn't kind of out. just petered off and off yeah. and off war over the years um and so like it's just it's and we've been there forever like the chain well, itself ga- existed for over 40 years at this point game stores My are store aggressive markets too like over you, you get crushed yeah. in trying to open yeah, we, are, we, we are a feature in indie right like yeah. It, and it's 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 great. You know you're allowed to um, advertise. You can say the store yeah. if you want. The Game Preserve, uh, three locations. Uh, <laughs> near the Fashion Mall Commons in Greenwood. Well, Indy, but near North of Greenwood Mall, and then in the Bloomington Mall. Yeah, come see us. Yeah. We're we're great. Yeah, it's the Letterman uh, effect. It's it's okay to show your stuff here on, yeah. on Rank. But um, the advantage part of the gag to being yeah, advantage of being management there and also being the person who not only knows Games Workshop but orders Games Workshop is like. I, I like I hope like we gave away like it was paid for obviously right but with like doing discounts and things like that where I could like like a grand or so like so we gave away I think I've got like so where is my list of things I gave I don't think I had but we gave um a the Ideneth Deepkin Fire Slayer box right nice I I pulled one of those back we gave that away I said like these are these are the raffle prizes these aren't the podium stuff this is just stuff basically everyone who didn't place in the podium i randomly not like a random number generator get a thing and so like that um the night haunt daughters of cane box dropped that weekend so i said fuck it <laughs> and threw one of those in right um two of the the uh, slanesh and the lrl christmas box uh, we did i think four start collectings um, from various armies, a couple blisters, some dice sets. I threw in some of my club dice because, like, the running gag is our indie dice are trash. Oh, the bad luck, the horrible luck. Like, except for me, I 
say like I, I so I got them when I was playing like Cruel Boys, like like at the start of three or that, and like I I'll fucking play slots all day long with that army in those dice. Like roll six is <laughs> win games was my mantra. Like <laughs> deal with it. I love it. Uh, and so I like I jokingly put some of those in, right? Like as part of the prize or whatever. Uh, we uh, a local oh, guy we so have guy Donnie that Circle City Lasers. Mm-hmm. Um, we just donated um, table some dry brush pallets. Dry brush pallets he made, and then some of his battle these really cool like battle tracker things he's made. Uh, we threw in some paint, uh, like a paint set, a couple paint sets, and then uh, like I had some extra of the battle plan, like the the cards they handed out at Adepticon. Right, I got to take some extras to give away as prizes. Like nothing really exciting about, but like, like so we've had a ton of stuff just a raffle like almost everybody of the 29 people i think i think between podium prizes and that like i had 27 things to give out right mm-hmm. like i was so like, at I, those like, two was, people that didn't get something you should have just oh yeah, grabbed them a couple like f&m packs so or something that I, could, I just couldn't one there wasn't any more money oh, um i know and then like i just like i couldn't think of anything else right like, <laughs> you know, the adepticon things were like straight in the bottom of the barrel <laughs> But so, like, yeah, all that stuff, like, right, and, like, everybody loved it. It was, like, everybody was excited about it. Some people passed on the things they got. They're like, no, I'm good. Roll somebody else, right? Like, it was it was super cool. And I did that. I did that before I did the podium prizes um, to, like, not, right, like, because obviously one podium prize was, like, less excitement, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, then the podium prizes, so I did a best overall. I'm not going to remember the names of these prizes. You don't need to out. You don't need to out people's um, private information a, either. Primary thing we did, and we're going to continue doing it with the Indie Storm events, and might like even theme it a little bit better. But we had a engraved dagger made. I had pictures up on Twitter and stuff, and it, you know, Storm Champion, and it's got all the event information on it. And um, one of our local guys, uh, Christian, the guy I saw that he does woodworking professionally, and so he made a desk plaque and a wall plaque. I saw the uh, yeah. I saw you the uh. I saw you posing with him. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and so. That was super awesome. Um, and then we did, uh, the Indie Storm people, they do uh, cups, like engraved cups, mm-hmm. uh, tumblers, right? Uh, and so all the prizes had that, right? And so there was best general, uh, best for each Grand Alliance, uh, best painted, uh, and then the best sport, right? Yeah, um, pretty straightforward. And we ended up actually hilariously, we... Uh, I threw a, I like gave away another paint set because part of the best paint score, in addition to hitting the rubric was um, the the best opponent like thing, right? Favorite opponent that was tied to who you played, but I had a favorite army book that was purely for that, and I had a bunch of like I had some staff obviously helped me with it. Um, one of the guys from any store that was there with me voted, and then like just other friends that were in and out and stuff like that a couple girlfriends of the guys who like are starting to get to the end and like i just basically i handed them pieces of paper i was like go around look at all the armies mm-hmm. tell me one is cool so they're like oh you mean like best paint i was like no i don't care like i just want to know whatever army like when you look at it yeah that's the favorite favorite army is a great one it's it's a yeah. it's a good and, equalizer having like best army or best painted yeah. and favorite are really good yeah go ahead and, yeah well everybody had cool looking armies uh the two standouts uh dom the laser, uh, circle city laser guy he has beautiful like snow-based like white squig army that he's done like like lots of cool oil paintings like oil paints and stuff like that like it's like master class stuff uh but then uh, chris grafton who's a guy i met at adepticon I like chris he, yeah he's good good people yeah, he's he really posted good people. on facebook his idk army 
And like I sprinted through the hall when I saw it during the event to find him because it was a wheel time themed. And like I'm a huge fucking wheel time nut. And it's like I was talking to him about it, geeking out real hard. And I was yeah. like, oh man. I've and like we interviewed him twice. Like, he's like, oh, you're the indie storm guy. I was like, yeah. He's like, I'm going to that. I was like, oh my God, are you going to bring this army? He's like, yeah, I can bring this army. And I was like, yeah, I played against his wanderers yeah. and his uh, mixed chaos. Yeah. But him and Dom just overwhelmingly got all the votes. Yeah. And like, it was one of those things where Chris Duncan, the gentleman who one of the owners of Indie Storm, like we, like we were looking at each other when we were telling stuff, like we can't only give one of them something. And so Chris had the more Chris had more votes, and so Chris got us over. But then like we gave Dom kind of, and it's so, like next year, like we thought like we're going to have whether they're categorized differently or just because like we've got some great hobbyists. Oh, and, the Midwest and, is is I think this is one of we're, the... we're going to have more than just the one. Yeah. So we don't end up in that situation where like, well, of twenty nine people, that guy got eighteen votes and that guy got you know, yeah. like eleven or what? Right, right, like they're both deserving of something at that point, right? Yeah. When you just two people sweep it, right? So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, those are the voting prizes, and like everybody, like again, everybody was stoked by it. Um, the one thing Indie Storm donated, like on their dime or whatever, uh, one of their guys does lots of laser cutting and stuff, and they made uh, objective double sided objective tokens. I insisted on them being double-sided, I think. <laughs> I think out of the box. Because uh, one of the things that frustrates me the most about official ones, like, yeah, so. Like, one side just says Indie Storm with their little lightning bolt, and then the other side is just, like, their squirrel, which is their symbol. But, like, the like what I love to see in objective tokens is being able to note who controls it without having to put something on it. Oh, that, so you flip it depending on... Flutter, I'm right? lightning like, bolt, you're the world. Start of the game. Yeah. I, I'm the symbol, you're the words. Right? Oh, like, I like that. I'm... I... Especially when I'm actually actively... I'm stealing that forever, by the way. Like that's, Go for it. Yeah, I, okay. Game state is like the monster in my head when I play games competitively that just won't ever shut up. Oh, yeah. When yeah, game state... And it's because I play Magic and other card games. Yep, right yeah, now. board control, game state, yep. Like, when it gets... Ari led astray or mess up or like it is the most frustrating thing in the world because inevitably you also you get people who just want to walk stuff back and I'm not against walking things back when you can I yeah that's where when I... you've moved on like when in turn one something happened and then you realize mid turn two that like something should have happened not because game you forgot but literally like like oh turn like my guys can't be shot I'm sorry we're like you can't roll back like yeah there's too much new information like right no I I say the game the I. I nebulously say the game state can't have been significantly modified and yeah. then and then i'll let you walk it back like if you wanted those things to move over there instead you know and you're still in the movement fine you know let's reset yeah. it back to where they, if we know where they started which you know usually it's easy to backtrack fine whatever you know if, yeah, it's, it's if, if you want to activate power. that thing instead of that thing first and like you just you like me you like maybe you were about uh, well actually can i do Sure. You know, there's, uh, there are things like where buffs, if you forget your buffs, I'm pretty, I'm really liberal with where I'm like, would you have cast the buff? Yeah. Just roll it quick. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, like, cause that's like that. If you're out of position to cast the buff because you made a decision last, last turn, that's, you know, but if you're like, yeah, yeah would the hag queen have like gave everyone a sippy cup? Obviously like fine. You yeah. just forgot to say it. Go ahead. Yeah, that's right. Like I, I've got some of my friends have been very forgiving. I forget oracular visions sometimes on my sorcerers. Mm -hmm. That's one of the primary reasons I take the damn thing. Mm -hmm. Like, and they're generally always babysitting someone super close. It's never like I, I'm not supposed to forget that, right? It's like mm -hmm. they 
always been very generous about like mm-hmm. sometimes people reminding me, hey, who are you using the wrestler on? Oh, yeah. yeah. These yeah. guys. Well, in, in Magic the Gathering, mm-hmm. uh, we call it mind tricking someone where you tell them what they should use it on and you hope that yeah. they do it and you tell them the wrong decision. Yeah, people talk. Like, they did that in War Machine all the time. Like, I would ask you questions like, oh, so like you want to charge that thing? Like, again, I was a shitty person. When yeah, you're mind, you're mind tricking them? Oh, so you're charging that one. And they'll be like, yeah. <laughs> like we yeah. so we'd mind trick people right like is is like yeah. you'd, you'd you'd force their hand and it's it's weird because now learning to like ask an open question instead of a specific question because that, that's a that's a discussion we have in like our local community a ton right like like well i shouldn't i shouldn't have to like remind them about redeploy don't remind them about redeploy it's just when you're done moving ask them i'm done moving like like it's about to say, this unit's done moving is there anything like, you'd like, like to do? Yeah. Right. You don't necessarily have to go that far, right? Like, just, I think in a lot of cases, especially if people know the rules like they should, like, making that declarative statement. Right? Yeah, so that they know they so, have an opportunity to do like, something, right? Instead of just And maybe that's through. because I played so much Magic and stuff that, like, the idea of... Passing priority. Announcing, like, right, like, it's yeah. just ingrained in me, but... Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that there's some, you know, I'm... I'm I, I, I affectionately make fun of Magic the Gathering, but I don't think people realize I actually like it. Um, you yeah, know, it's one of the games I miss the most. I, I take my, so I, I take my EDH decks to every Warhammer tournament I've been at just on the off chance. Someone's like, Oh, I heard you used to play magic. I'm like, used to, and I just like slam down the, the fucking, uh, you know, like three cases or whatever. Um, but no, it's, I mean, I play, I, I play it differently, but there's some communicable skills that you learn in any, all the competitions, anything you do competitively will transfer over. Even if it's just like learning your nerves. Um, to this day, I like my hand still shakes when I have a fucking tape measure. It doesn't matter. There's nothing I can oh, do yeah. to stop that. I'm, I, uh, <laughs> I am calm as fuck on the inside, but that just fucking tape measure will just bounce every time. Um, due to the nature of all the anger stuff that I'm talking about, man, right? Like, yeah. I am like, yeah. well, then, then social anxiety. I, I'm good. I'm like, and that's, that's a thing that I would, I would again use to my advantage, especially if I was table talking to you. Like, I'd try and put people on tilt. Like, they're not going to get me mad. Yeah, like, or at least you're not gonna get me mad. To work. You're not. You're not gonna like the type of mad I get if you try to get me mad. Is quite frankly what it gets. And so, like, I would, yeah, just I would, I would find whatever that like that little like, like oh, like if I'm micromanaging your movement, that's gonna be the thing that like. Yeah. Oh well, that's the the jousting. The jousting in MTG, like the it's it's part of it is to try to tilt somebody. That's like part of the game. When I not play magic competitively, like asking like like oh why why do you why do you draw your card that way. Right, like oh, interesting. You put your lands in front of your. Interesting. You put your lands in front of your creatures. Weird. Uh, that's right, a choice. Like anything, yeah. Yeah. Just it, like it's, it's mind games, jousting. It's just like anything <laughs> that makes them think. Oh, does this guy think I'm doing something? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, like uh, telling them which deck they net listed from, like, and who won with it. You know, like <laughs> fucking cracking on them. I used to do one of those, like when Merfolk was huge, just being like, oh. Oh, Merfolk, yeah, like, you know, and just, like, just little digs, and just, and just, the, the this just snakish, yeah, man, I don't, but it's part of it, it's just, it's, it's, yeah, ma- it's, magic 100%, if right, you like, don't you, do it, you get it, it gets done to you, you know, and you just, yep. you know, and, and uh, I remember we used to kind of make fun of, like, headphones guy, and I don't like making fun of headphones guy anymore, because I realized that, like, sensory overload yeah. is a thing for people with you know autism or on the spectrum 
and um, maybe they're on the spectrum and they get sensory overload or social anxiety. So maybe making fun of them is like a real dick move. Um, which is why I do like the way the Code of Conduct is written in, in Warhammer because it seems to be aware of neurodivergence, which is yeah. another barrier to... I mean, say, say what you will about Games Workshop, you know, multi-billion dollar publicly traded... $3.65 billion dollar corporation? Corporate. Uh, like five, $5 billion if they liquidate right? some warehouses that aren't being used, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, they they get a lot. And, like, there, there are a lot of people who blindly follow them, and there are a lot of people who blindly hate them. I don't think they get the credit they deserve for a lot of the things they do do. I, uh, I, I, because you, of you just said the perceptions of... Yeah, dude, you're really good. I, I literally, as I was thinking about yeah. the words I was using, was trying to find a way to not say it. And I had, I had, to, I had to drop in some sophomore humor there. Continue, sorry. Yeah. Um, because I think people, because because it, it's easier, right? It's easier to call them on like the shit. That is well, negativity good. bias is is a it real is. thing. In it's evolved into us. It's really yeah, easy it's... to see the negative as a species. We remember easily that thing gave me a stomach ache, don't eat it, then we do like, oh. It doesn't matter that Games Workshop in a massively public, published thing about how they are going to run all of their events has some very clear inclusivity because they're charging $210 for a terrain box that has a model everybody's going to need. Yeah. Yeah. Right, it's like, it's like I, it, can, those things that have nothing to do with each other, right? You, like you, can, you can you can criticize the. I think that that I'm most vocally about uh, uh, consumer exploitation and yep. worker exploitation when it comes to Games yep. Workshop. Those are the two things I will. You'll always hear me criticize. Um, I, I don't a little more towards worker because the consumer exploitation does directly benefit. Me. It is my life. Secure, secure the bag, dog. Secure the bag. Yeah. No, it's fine. I'm not judging you. Um, it, like the um, those are the two things I'll be most vocal about. There are some other uh, like game design things that I'm pretty vocal about, but for the most part, like it's not in a. Some of the stuff people like still get surprised by, and I'm like, this is Games Workshop always does this. Why are you surprised yeah. by this? You know, like it, it, at some point you have like you're starting to talk like somebody who's in an abusive relationship. Are you in an abusive yeah. relationship with Games Workshop? Oh, well, it's like the whole the whole rant on like the FOMO releases that they've done the last year and a half. Like they've like that's always been how they release things. Like uh, I don't know that 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 the uh, what's it called the uh, the tenacity of an idea makes it worthy. <laughs> but well, uh, but even though I was standing, but no, that you're starting to get into the consumer. And and again, you yeah. you've got your agenda, you got your store, you got to run. Like secure the bag, man. You've You've been charitable well, I, in many I, I, ways, and I recognize that the, their FOMO practices are predatory and shitty. But everyone the does it. Yeah, well, everyone does it, and it's also the people, like you said, who act surprised. Yeah, and like, that's that's hello, the thing is like hello, how on Games Workshop, I take right. advantage of you not wanting to miss out. Are you new here? Yeah, like, well, and that's and that's the thing, and that's I think that's where there there's a little dissonance is is people need to recognize like. They do it. They've always done it. Have you ever played a video game and had Day Zero DLC? Like, everyone fucking does this shit. Yeah. Like, it um, doesn't make it okay. But... It, no, it doesn't make it okay whatsoever. But why are you surprised? Like, and that's where like there's a little bit of a disconnect there. But then also yeah. you you it's okay to criticize it and be like, hey. So it's just that there's. Hey, am I am I upset at how people 
constructive criticism because they mistake cynicism for criticism? Is that what I'm mad at? Oh, I mean, if you're not, I am. 100%. Is, that, is that what I'm up? Is that people aren't aren't more nuanced? Is it? It. I'm gonna need to do some soul searching on that because I think that's what I just. Huh. I don't know how I feel there, about that personally. Like, so I, I'm gonna I'm this here. Here's my hot take that'll get me lynched once this you know is on YouTube and Let's everyone can see not. it forever. Let's and ever. hope not. Yeah. I hate Rick and Morty. Oof. I recognize that parts of it are funny, right? Yeah. But I hate Rick and Morty because it has given legions of people the excuse to assume they are being cynical and it's okay. And really, they're just being dicks or over criticizing. Well, uh, no, cynical cynicism is shit. Um, that's like cynicism just means ne- like negative. Yeah. Like, like congratulations, you've made but you've made you're, obvious. You're somehow, no, yeah, you've Rick made and Morty op- somehow made people like it's. I'm enlightened because I like the world. I call it like I, I see it. it, and I'm a dick. You know, I had a president who that was their shtick, and quite frankly, I don't <laughs> right. think it's charming. Um, yeah. like I, you know, I call it like I see it too. But how do I call it like I see it and manage not to be a gigantic asshole about it all the time? Weird. Okay. I must just be special. Like, <laughs> like it's 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 this. Yeah, my wife's right. It's called emotional intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, like, or like, I've been through real shit in reality, so when people start yeah. being dicks about nerd crap, I'm just like, uh, alright, like, I don't want to dismiss your sincere feelings for feeling that way, because I have a podcast about games and shit, so clearly I care a lot about them, but like, but you're gonna need to, like, have a little bit better perspective on, is this the thing to be angry about? If I'm constantly angry about this thing... Is there something else that I could do to make me happy? Yeah, and that's a whole other level too, right? It's not just that people are like thinking cyn- like cynicism is some sort of like moral, uh, like moral morally moral great, life. like moral great, but like uh, plateau you've arrived at by being a they, cynic. Like they are cynical You're about everything. Yeah, well, and so then when it comes to actually getting mad about something that matters, well, how do you differentiate? They aren't putting the right amount of energy into it, or right. they're not necessarily, or or. Or the people who are cynical assholes about everything all the time when people have legitimate gripes about FOMO marketing or whatever the real issue, uh, low wages, or whatever really needs to be talked about, it just gets drowned in with the rest of the cynicism. So now you've given, essentially, you've given agency to the people who don't want to hear you, a better excuse to not hear you. There's, oh, you're just negative about everything. Well, no, I'm I'm only negative about the very specific things that need to be addressed, and the rest of it's all good. Like, or not all good, but like, yeah, it's just there's there's a there's a balance here we're not hitting, and I understand part of it is exacerbated by the internet and the negative, like the fact that the algorithms are based off of negative engagement. If if yeah, I, I go ahead, I pointed out to my local group uh, in one of our chats that we have like. The, the Thondia box was like, well, I think the example you like, because they were kind of people were griping about it. Around. I'm gonna buy it regardless mm-hmm. because I love the game, like, I will support it any chance to get There's cool stuff in it, but I recognize that I am very privileged to be in a position where I can look at this company and this game that has some unfavorable practices and things like that. And it's it's kind of shitty for me to like do it, but like, that, that's the reality of being privileged, I, right? I, I mean. You don't always wield it properly. Right. But I'm very privileged to be able to go, yeah, okay, cool. I'll buy that. Peace. Good night, Ulf. Yeah. Um, I, um, the one thing, like, I, 
I kind of do a like my sort of dickish behavior is when people start complaining about stuff in 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 Games Workshop. I'm like, you don't have a problem with Games Workshop. You have a problem with capitalism. And like, yep. come come join me over here on the left where it's awesome. Um, and <laughs> like, it just well, it's like FOMO marketing and all. Yeah. You know, like all these like exploitative behaviors. I'm like, you know, that's just like boilerplate capitalism. You know, that's just and and I'm not saying you need to be like you need to become a radical leftist but like if you're if all the shit you're mad at is consistently this stuff and every business does it and you're mad at every business doing it you need to run some diagnostics on yourself like you need to maybe, go maybe recognize that it's the businesses doing it because of a structure that's been built to benefit them yeah and maybe some point you're angry at that yeah yeah and, and you can be upset about like you can be upset at like fandoms for 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 rewarding them for it but here's the thing about fandoms uh the multi-billion dollar industry that has its core research built off of a trillion dollar industry of ad and stuff like that do you really think that like the literal psyops these companies engage in you really had the power to be an individual and overcome by yourself that you were somehow better than it like if so have you ever pre-ordered anything kickstarted something like literally go through as you're about to throw this stone in this glass house you're living in um, look at look at the movie industry, right? Yeah, all the people who are super vocal online about like Marvel or Star Wars and like how things are ruined. Right? Oh. You're just being loud about it because guess what? The money points like it doesn't matter. The Star Wars fandom is screaming bloody murder. About oh, it. and they say it went. They the still went to it in record won- numbers. Like, like ignore ignore the people who are complaining about it and still spending money. Right? Let's just focus on the people who aren't complaining about it and spending money and the droves of the people that are doing that because they do like the thing like these fandoms exist because they service the fans in some way regardless if it's a predatory or not right yeah yeah well yeah yeah i mean now we're getting into some like headier stuff i don't want to make i don't want to make people feel bad for their consuming right like you're gonna you like what you want i'm not gonna yeah yeah world's hard you gotta you gotta you gotta tap out sometimes and and just refill your mental bandwidth enjoy something play something what i'm really specifically talking about is if you are distinctly not enjoying this thing and you are constantly feeding into that negativity feedback yeah again you need to i it's i hear people in abusive relationships talk like this and i'm like get out of the relationship and i know it's really easy to say that when you're not in it but it starts to feel like some folks are are okay with with being abused, and like yeah, and it, it's a little different, right? Because it's it's what's at stake, right? Right, the stakes are nothing, right? It's a stupid minis game, like, right? Not actually or physically. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a false stake. Like, yeah, like yeah. it sucks for years. Blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. what do you like? Yeah. I get that there's some social aspect there, right? Like, I would not want to walk away from the Sigmar at this point, even if it pissed me I, off. I have too many friends. Yeah, to, to it's what I do now, right? It's yeah, my thing. Yeah. Um, so it would be hard to do, but ultimately, if I didn't like, it's what I did with War Machine, right? Like I, you know, ate, slept, breathed everything War Machine for forever. And it's then a very callous thing to say to just get out, right? Like if you don't look at leave, I'm not trying to say that. Yeah. I'm trying but to if say it's continuing, to yeah, and it's not like people should recognize it's not going to change. And so know. when you when the costs that like you're paying for walking away is just not doing that anymore it people aren't holding a gun to your head and it's not like that impactful 
beyond no, probably I'm, a I'm trying to find a way to nuance this because I really do think it's, you know, like, if you like the thing, you should try to kind of make it what you want it to be, you know. But that's that's the yeah. thing is, like, on a, on a grassroots, on a ground level, the games, the communities, the tournaments you go to, you can do that. Yeah, like that's that's why I like Warhammer. I don't. I almost don't give a fuck what Games Workshop does. Release my models, um, yep. do it equitably, theoretically, do it timely, um, and make them look sick as fuck. And uh, any shit I don't like that you do, I'm just gonna ignore it and go play with the homies. You know, or say like, your piece about it and be done with it. Right? Yeah, or or like, hey, this is garbage. Like, you know, like I don't like what you did here, or this I don't like this release, or I don't like this book, and then we fucking move on. Like, it's that easy. Yeah, just to, yeah. Well, don't piss in my mouth and call it rain is 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 really a, a big <laughs> yeah. big part of my whole ethos in in reality and in general. But no, there's just a there's a point where it becomes the it, it, this this cycle of, I mean, I'm it's in 40k a lot more than AOS first and foremost. 100. percent Where I'm like I'm looking I'm staring at these 40k discourses and I'm like, do you even like the game anymore? You know, like, like if it's just the it, you hate everything about it. I'm like, that's where, like, I guess this is where being being specific will help me rather than speaking in vagary. Um, like, I see it very specifically in 40k. You yeah. know, and I got to a point where I didn't like who I was playing Magic: The Gathering, which is why I quit playing. Yeah, very similar. I talked about earlier with War Machine. Right? Like, Looking back at it, like, like, I don't like that person. I, I never I, want to be that. Person. Yeah, yeah, I like. I like Magic the Gathering, but I don't like what it what that scene was bringing out in me because I do have that competitiveness and I do have a chip on my shoulder and I do want to win and and when the when a game like Magic has only winning as relevant when it has yeah. cash prizes that uh, in order for me to afford my hobby I have to be winning like I can't because at a different state stage in my life I, I I'm relatively secure now financially speaking in a way i'm still on the poverty bubble but but i oh there we go doggo um doggo game. Um, but but yeah the um you know like but when you know you're a college kid uh, you know or whatever and and post-college kid like I, I if i don't win packs at this event that i can flip for cash uh i just lost money getting a hotel room yeah you know, and I'm like, I can't afford. I literally can't afford to play unless I win. And so it was. Yeah, it that's was... why I very rarely travel out of state to play Magic, right? Yeah. Because like, I, I'd look at it like I, mean, I wasn't a bad Magic player, but like, I I had to breaking yeah. even was generally my best hope in no, a lot of cases. You get it's like I'm not gonna go pay for a hotel to do yeah, that. Yeah, if I right? if I'm not getting well, packs to flip, I'm not. If I'm not getting pack, packs to flip, where I, I win, I I win, I get my packs, yeah. um, and then I walk over immediately to the Star City Games boot, crack them there in front of the dude, have him like go through and like hand me my fucking cash money on the spot, yep. or try to swindle another person who's just cracked some packs and doesn't know the yeah. value of their cards, um, yeah, and then was... take their cards over, like... Yeah. Like I again, I don't. R was a flexible game. That's what I did with that, right? Like I would go out of state to those events, yeah, because uh, generally they were multiple day events too. Um, yeah. And I like, but like with LFR, I really could like make money on it. Mm -hmm. Like I traded, I won. Uh, I would like, like I went to an event where the best person of each faction was supposed to get to design a character. Mm. I gave my choice to a different community for boxes of the next set. Right, they're like, if you let us have this choice, like 
I will like we'll send you like three or four boxes of the new set. And as like a fourteen year old, I was like, fuck yeah, okay. Sweet. Not... I don't have to save my allowance or oh. pinch my lunch money for that. Yeah, well see that's cool. that's, that's why I got good at video games, competitive mm-hmm. gaming. Um in the like so I'm just old enough to have been in the sort of like the the last golden age of, of the arcades. Um I, I have money I've literally taken out the couch. Or like a couple bucks from like lawnmower from mowing lawns around the neighborhood, um, and most of that goes to like other random stuff um, that like you know didn't have a great family, so I had to compensate, had to help, um, and uh, and so if I wanted to go to the arcade and play video games all day, I had to be good at them. Um, yeah, you had to stretch that quarter, right? Right. Like- Right, and 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 playing FGCs were always where like people were sitting there, and I noticed that if I beat that person, I got to stay on, and so and and so you you take that mentality, and this is oh my god, it's like all operant conditioned into me, and then um, so by becomes, the time I'm, it becomes more of a job, then, yeah, yeah, then and you... and I don't want AOS to ever be in that category. That's the only problem I have with ITC, and I, I was it Domir busted my chops on it or something, or Eight Ball busted my chops on it the other day in Discord. He said someone was like, "You're always shitting on ITC," and I'm like, "I'm literally not. I have one very specific issue with ITC, which is their partnership with Games Workshop. It is that in in that aspect alone that I am vocally against. It is the you get a cash money prize for doing well with ITC." Uh, like Games Workshop says, hey, here's eight hundred to twelve hundred dollars if you yep. win at our minis game, and I don't like that because that is a a first step down a long path I've already tread in other yep. places, and I don't now if... right now at the level which they're doing it, like it's still very bad taste in mouth because I agree with you, like right, but like. It, it's kind of scary and shitty to think about, right? But I can see where it can go. That would be way worse. I've seen it and happen. So like, it is very much right now. I don't like, want to be that guy. But... Hey, like, yeah, maybe, maybe, the, maybe this in. is where the yeah. I'm being the negative, uh, negative uh, cynic right now, right? Um, and I don't well, like I said earlier, right? I I try to give them a the benefit of the doubt as often as I can about decisions they make because. I think, I think they're, smarter than, the they're smarter than people realize. They're smarter than people think. And then also, like, honestly, over the over the last couple of years, like, I think they really have done a lot, like, in spite of COVID, to, like, to the benefits of communities. They've been on a positive trend, which is why they still have a lot of good faith with me. Um, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not content creator who's made his brand a shitting on Games Workshop. I'd have a lot more followers if I did, quite frankly. Like, yeah. um, it's... Well, I mean, we, we talked about a little bit in Rant Gnome a few weeks ago, right? Like, hot take podcasts and things are yeah, always going to have Yeah, like angry guy on the internet. Like I did that too. I'm I'm good. I don't need to I I don't get me wrong. I I've got a fury and I can rant with the best of them, trust me, but um it it was, you know, I when I f- was doing games journalism, I emulated what was popular at the time, which was uh, at the time Angry Nintendo Nerd rebranded as yeah. Angry Video Game Nerd and like Yahtzee uh, you know, Ooh on a uh, uh, zero punctuation i emulated those those behaviors and i i did angry video game reviews like every unremarkable angry white boy on the internet at the time like um i, yeah. I did yeah. that and 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 that shit's never gone away that's like in the yeah. dna of the internet and and content um, yeah, it's all what a lot of sites like otaku and so that's all a lot of those sites are it's, yeah just know. outrage merchants 
just we're, we're gonna we're gonna go piss on a thing and say how bad it is. Well, it, yeah, it's just it's just out. It's just it's just being an outrage merchant. You know, like it's it, the, you're 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 tapped into the commodity of 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 controversy and constantly peddling outrage, and it is fatiguing. And when it is constantly being angry at everything all the time, when real things happen, like for instance. Uh, social issues or you know what's going on in florida right now with disney like when these real things fucking happen it just gets drowned in with the usual outrage merchants and yep. and so it's hard to to rise over that noise that is constant because we're so yeah, fucking yeah the disney stuff's a great example right like there's legitimately some stuff going on that like yeah really matters but like somehow in all that discourse People are still finding time to bring up, well, well Disney fucks up Star Wars too. Like, right? yeah, it's all it, these and, things are like have been yelled about for years now. It's like and have nothing to do with it. Yeah, now they're resetting their old takes. Well, I told you Disney's always, you know, like and the, and the, and that that it happened with the Jefferson too. Like resetting old takes. Now we're having to have the fucking soft score debate again. Like, all right, like cool. Let's do this again in two more years. Like, it 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 just it's fatiguing. You know, it one yeah. of the things I love the most is the community. But then when like I have to have that moment where I'm like. Do I really want to like engage this community right now? The part of me that is my favorite part of everything, I have to run my own diagnostics, right? Like I have to go inside and go, like, is this worth it? And you know, that's what, that's what I ask of other people. That's what I do with myself. Um, but yeah, where, where was I? I was going someplace with this. I promise. Um, outrage mer merchants, uh, blah blah. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I I did that stuff. I I think the cynicism is. We need to we need to uh, stop taking the the black pill. We need to get off the cynicism kick, uh, culturally abroad speaking. I know angry nerd is like a trope. It is a thing. It is real. I, I get it. I am one of them. Um, but it's it's it, you can't be in that headspace all the time. It's not it's not healthy for for you or or the or the stuff you like. Um, like I video games are forever ruined for me. Like I I can't. I've. Uh, like I saw, Jet Set Radio uh, is getting a, a, a high, high-end remake. I'm like, finally, the oh, like, oh fucking fine, yes, one of my absolute like. We're talking. Uh, I don't do like top ten lists. Uh, I only yeah. use them as hyperbole to stress how important. Like Jet Set Radio Future is one of my absolute top tens. Yeah. We're talking like Castlevania Symphony of the Night, uh, Diablo 2, like the, the my absolute favorite games. You know, like the the, the exclusive, the VIP seating favorite games yeah. is Jet Set. You can't Radio. help but be so Yeah, can't, like, I hear, <laughs> my fucking profile pick for the longest time was a fucking uh, 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 fan art version of Beat um, from Jet Grind so, Radio. Final Fantasy VII was one for me, right? And thankfully yeah. I don't have a PlayStation or anything, but like, Final Fantasy VII remake, or a remake, like, right, like, yeah. I hate what they did with it, right? The idea that it's multiple, like it's all sorry, but like, yeah. But I want it because, yeah, yeah. So the Jet Set Radio Future, and they started saying all the red flags from my from everything I hate about video games. Now, uh, you know, online service, want to be like Fortnite, and like they just going down the list. I'm like, yeah. And so now I'm at this point where I'm like, I'm either going to Thondia it and know that this is money spent, and like, <laughs> yeah. Just literally throw $120 at this game that I already know I won't like just because that part of me inside is like, maybe, maybe yeah. this time, you know, yeah, 
And uh, you gotta have hope on it, right? Right. And uh, have hope, but don't have expectations um, is another one of my mottos, right? And um, you know, is a hundred twenty dollar with a hopefully give me a, a uh, give me a, a graffiti soul uh, bust mm-hmm. with like a sweet posable uh, beat. Yeah. I will buy the collector's one. edition at the very least. I will have that shit. And then I will throw mm. the game like a fucking frisbee out the window because it's going to be trash. They're going to make it I'll some. Be right fu- back. Yep. You keep talking. I'll yeah. Oh, I got this. They're going to make it some arena shooter, uh, like squid game. What the not squid game? What is it called? Uh, with the painting Splatoon. They're going to make it like some fucking arena shooter Splatoon Fortnite garbage game. And all I want to do is grind sweet rails to fucking dope ass music. Uh, fight cops with graffiti. <laughs> like and make art oh they're gonna they're gonna take it all away from me but i don't know so that's like i said video games are already uh video games are basically ruined for me in that respect they that cynicism in me uh it's it's always overtuned it i unfortunately i i i was an angry video game nerd uh writer in in on kotaku and later on my own blog and stuff like that for years uh, so it's just, it's stuck in me. Um, and uh, maybe I've gotten little bits of my passion and joy for video games back over time, but it's it's not like it used to be, you know, back in the day when I'm like, oh man, I love video games so much and I'm a writer. I'm just, it makes so much sense to combine these two things. So I get paid to write about video games and um, and over time, the cynicism just poisoned me so hard. I mean, I've got, like, my, my dream is to either publish, right, publish an RPG setting, like, homebrew setting, and, like, I also want to design a miniature game, right? And, like, a buddy of mine, I'm, like, we've worked off and on over the years on a miniature game. Every time we really start to get into it, though, we both just kind of step back because we realize, like, one, it's a fucking thankless endeavor. Mm-hmm. And two, it's just, even with Kickstarter being what it is, it's not necessarily like going to be a lasting thing, right? Like we could probably run a successful Kickstarter for a game and yeah, pocket know, the dough and get run a little, yeah, get a little money, money off run. of it yeah. and like that and yeah. to maintain it, right? Like, well, I mean, there's there's the thing is like it, it, the the take I was I was getting towards with the uh, being poisoned in video games. I'm starting to get a little bit of my passion back. It, it's it sticks around, obviously, for horror games. If any, anyone watches my show around October, where I just I go ham, I go hard in the paint. All I do is play like horror video games all month long. Um, it, it it comes in little spurts with a couple game releases: Disco Elysium, Elden Ring. Um, but like, it's not where it used to be. Where like I was, I had I would grab the video game release schedule for the year, the year, and like plot out exactly how much money from my budget I needed available to buy every video game release that year that I was yeah. interested in. And we're talking like like Warhammer Army's worth of video games every year um, on a poverty, less than poverty wage. Because you get when you really want something, you get good at beg borrowing and stealing to get it and using whatever you have in in your existing collection to flip for it like it's yeah it's what you do and and i'm not there with video games anymore i barely pay attention to releases anymore it's not just because i'm into warhammer and other stuff like it it just i have this cycle this wheel that rolls around of my interests and 
the video game interest wheel never comes back to the top where I get mm. into it. Comic books have. Um, all the other stuff, RPGs do. Like, all the other stuff rotates in video games because I've forever poisoned myself with that cynicism. Um, and I'm yeah. just urging folks in Warhammer, if you're not there yet, don't go there. Um, you won't like what happens. Like, I'm not saying be toxically positive. I'm not saying don't criticize stuff. But there's a difference between criticism and cynicism. Criticism, critique, taking something. Well, yeah, see, you can yeah. you can look at the new army books as they've come out as a really good example. Like, I think 3.0 books have all, for the most part, been built really well. Like they aren't all super nuts, right? But they're all, I think, objectively good. Books. Yeah, the best one's Soul Blood Grave Lords. I mean, it, honestly, it's one. It's the best written book. I'm, I'm just not like, gonna I that. look at the camera and just like pan over the um, the but, joke being it was written into like. But. So, like, every time a new book drops, it is, like, there hasn't been a single one, I think, that people haven't just shit all over and without, really, a... without really digging into it and giving it a chance. And then three or four weeks out, oh, man, so, like, did you guys know this did this? Yeah, if you've read the book. Yeah, and, like, and people are winning tournaments with it, and, and yeah. like, it's, it, like, fucking Fire Slayers it happened with, and, like... And they're already starting to like fucking uh, rip some rip some victories in these like preliminary. IDK is really good. Nurgle is a fantastic book. It's different than what Nurgle used to be, from my understanding. Right, but and I it's, it's okay to feel book. alienated, and when thing you liked the way it used to be yeah. is different. That's if that was the complaint, I would mind it less. No, but it's the, like I, this is how my thing used to be. Garden. I, like, I've I got know the book's garbage. Yeah. yeah, I've got sixteen thousand points of Nurgle, and I actually can't play the new Nurgle book. What the fuck's up with that? Valid criticism, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> like okay, like that's a valid I'm criticism. Terrified of a new Slaves of Darkness book. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, I... Oh, oh, and I'm on the opposite but... side of the spectrum where it's like uh, I could have fielded all right here this this middle shelf here. That's all my LON stuff for the most part. Oh, um, yeah. I've got like bigger models scattered throughout, but that's I could have just fielded my LON army. Again, as Soul Blood Gravelords, and yeah. I'd have been not had to buy a model. Well, yeah, the best case scenario, right, for Slaves of Darkness, <laughs> I get in a position where I can feel the armies I'm already playing, they're just a little better. Yeah. Like, I, I like the cultists, right? Yeah, but uh, then I still bought like 3,000 points. Outside of Untamed Beast and Iron Golems, so. don't bother <laughs> cultists. So, like, I'm really hoping the next book makes them worth it. But not in a way to where it makes how many of them I stupidly own. Yeah. No, I. I still bought 3,000 points of brand new Soulblock Gravelord. See, because those are the old models, and I needed the new ones. You don't understand. Like, I, I, I needed, okay, so I have 100 regular-ass Skellingtons, but I need 100 of the new Skellingtons. You don't understand. I own four boxes of <laughs> But You know what should probably never see the AOS table, even with the ability to have Marks of Chaos now? What's that? Fire Titans. <laughs> Certainly not four boxes of them. <laughs> They are literally just worse marauders in every way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just have a basic host. Yeah. No, I, I um, no, I, I think, like I said, like I, I, um, I still have a passion for Warhammer, which is why I'm still, still around it and stuff like that. It's, it, my, I'm not telling people not to feel bad or feel negative. Yeah. Please don't take that away from this three-hour conversation. <laughs> thinking I'm uh, Mephisto says you can't have bad feel. No, fucking feel what you feel. You can't help that. Um. You know, if you laugh at a, a crass joke, if you laughed at the doo-doo joke earlier, 
you couldn't help that. It's okay. Like, it was a bad joke, but, like... I knew I was going to laugh at it. That's why I tried yeah. to not say it. Yeah, like, it just... <laughs> dude, dude, he said... Um, I want real quick. Nick Nick asked. He's gone now, but... Um, it's true. I want to get this story to the mass of the internet. Yeah, yeah. So, literally, the week that, like, Kragnos dropped, uh, Mega Boss Mike, who was in the chat and in the Discord and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, he, he got the dream scenario. He charged his Kragnos into my Archeon and rolled the double sixes, right? Mm-hmm. I took 10 wounds, he took 11, and then the rest were negated. <laughs> it was like the best thing in the world. And it was all with those club dice. Yeah, that's, those, that's what I think yeah, that's fantastic. prompted that. But yeah, so just, that's fantastic. if I ever offer you, if I'm playing you at an event or anything, if I ever offer you our nice, you know, indie club dice, yeah. take them. Yeah, I will. There's apparently a magic in them. Yeah, no, I'll take them. Uh, but mine right. specifically. All right, so um, I feel like it, it's I've uh we've uh talked a lot about a lot of stuff uh tonight, but what's going Indie Storm going forward or you going forward in this community tournament? Um, like me going forward, we'll put a we'll put a bow we'll we'll put a nice little bow on Rantcast uh, one twenty six here with kind of going forward. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing. Um, I'm thinking maybe maybe towards the end of summer, uh, depending on what like the Gen Con events end up looking like, um. Because I might be helping with those and things. I might be helping TO some of the opens and stuff too. So just depending on my schedule and stuff. But maybe at the end of the summer, I'm going to try and run another uh, at least one day or at the shop. Um, but, and then hopefully that bigger event in September with the Indie Storm guys for them and everything like that. Uh, but beyond that, I'm just going to continue. We've got a guy, Jordan Wise, who does the scrums that I was talking about earlier. I'm going to continue supporting him in that. Um, even if I don't necessarily play them or not, like I, I think it's a very good way for it's a very least people who normally don't play each other. We've got people from all sorts of sides of town that normally like that are now actively playing a ton because they jumped into that, right? Yeah. Um, and so that has obviously been a very good thing as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, beyond those things, like I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing, encourage new people who come into the store to play, try and get people demos, encourage people to try, like. We've got uh, a buddy, a really good buddy of mine. He has bounced between a ton of armies just trying to find, like, his niche. And, like, he he actually does pretty well with Nurgle, but, like, he's super into Fire Slayer. So, like, encouraging him to just, like, especially since he's not as interested in chasing tournaments right now, like, just find what you like. Because Nick actually has a philosophy that we kind of preach to people, like, play an army for a year. But I only think you should do that if you want to go to events and be competitive with it, right? Like, if you just like cool models and want to understand your, like, like bounce around all you fucking want, right? But make sure they're things you actually enjoy. Yeah. So just, I want to continue harboring all aspects of the community, right? In that way, like all the supportive ways and everything. Like, we want to, I know when summer uh, gets in gear and I can, like, have the doors propped open in the game room, like, I want a couple of guys to volunteer to, like, maybe do some airbrush classes. Like, so just, like, on a Sunday, have, like, because I'll yeah. keep the store open after hours a lot of times so I can play um, after I close the shop on Sundays and stuff. And it's like, just like, yeah, come in. Like, we'll like, because we have a lot of people who are generally interested in expanding their hobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I just, I want to do that. Um, as far as Indie Storm, their goal, like, obviously, they're going to try and have some more events throughout the year, but their goal is to be back in a con space again next year. I forget, they've, they've got a date. Um, and I think it's like between LVO and Adepticon. Like maybe it's like that first or second February, like February or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they're hoping to be in a true con space. That's so that's I, that's a bold timing there. Yeah. 
<laughs> yep, I and I'm hoping it works out for him. That's 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 a bolt because you're looking. I mean, you're looking at people who like essentially save up to be able to go to LVO or be able to go. To- well, and they but they did it that first year though, right? And had that turnout they had. Like that's where they were. They landed right in between the two, and yeah, I guess. at the very end of January they did it, and like it somehow worked. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess you're not wrong. So they're gonna try it again, right? And uh, so I'll I'm 100 gonna run that event for them. Um, obviously, depending on numbers, I might <laughs> need a little assistance and everything, uh, which I'm sure I'll you know like Mike. Yeah, stand on, yeah, still like an artist and stand on the backs of giants. It's all right. Use yeah. use the help. Um, this community's here to help. Yeah, each you know, other. So they're they're just gonna they're gonna keep pushing forward. They were they were very happy with how that event went. I was very happy with how that event went. Um, we really liked the idea. We tossed the idea around a little bit of every indie storm the top prize being some sort of weapon. Um, and then maybe once we get into where it is an annual con again, have it being like a growing scale. So like dagger, short sword, big sword, like, right. And so like, if you, if you can somehow manage to win, like, you know, every year you've got a full, like badass knightly armament or whatever. Right. Cause like, that's the thing I'm a little spoiled about L5R used to do like weapon tournaments all the time. Like when a Tetsuba, when a Katana. Or, so like, that's oh, a callback to some of my young yeah it was cool stuff <laughs> um so yeah they're <clears throat> i think they've got they've got the right head around things and want to continue doing what they're doing and like they've their goals align a lot with mine and like the store too in a ways like they are very community driven like obviously they've got a lot of very competitive minded people behind the scenes wanting things to go well and like that's kind of, they've got a goal to kind of be a kind of hard-nosed convention that people want to get yeah, right? yeah. Like they don't they like they want it to be like a small local thing to an extent, but they also want people to be talking about it, right? Especially after that first year they had. Yeah. And so like their end goal probably is to in the next decade be another Adepticon. And I think that's I like, great. I like that. Right? Like that's like yeah. the more of those we have, the better. I agree. It's, so I agree. Yeah, I'm gonna do everything I can to yeah. I, I mean Age, Age of Sigmar is is growing dramatically. It's uh, just Thanks off the profits, team. it's it's the highest growing of Games Workshop's IPs yeah. right now, wow. um, percentage wise, right? Like, I mean, yeah. net net profits at 40k is just oh, yeah, 40k is always gonna blow so far out of it. But but percentage wise of growth, uh, yeah. AOS is just dramatically growing. That means that more players are playing it. Like more yeah. folks want to go to more tournaments. Um, yeah. I I I love tournaments. I I think it's it's great. Um, and again, I'm, I'm looking forward I, to when I can start doing I that. have the one specific issue with the ITC partnership with Games Workshop specifically. But if it's ITC events, fucking go to them. If it's if it's a Midwest event, fucking go to it. If it's, Don't be afraid of it. Like, yeah, like it's it is fine. Like just go. Warhammer tournaments are some of the best times you will ever have. They're great. It doesn't. It can it can even be a bit of a fucking clown clown fiesta. And it will still be a blast because it's about the people. Everybody I actually met at Adepticon and hung out with, like, yeah, coolest people in the world. Yeah, the Potassic Partners at War, right? Like, and they came to my event. Uh, Mark, uh, I'm brain farting on his last name right now. He runs Dragonfall. Uh, Ramchick. Yeah, right. Like, one of the coolest dudes. Yeah, I'll I, I call him Warhammer Dad. Like he's he's like well, yeah, and so like, and that's like, like like my like being a dad is a huge thing for me, and it's like, aspirational. Isn't I it? I relate to other dads, and like he literally at a death con, I was just talking about like yeah. my wife and kids like that. Like he just was like, 
Yeah. You've got it figured out, right? Like, and like, it was just this like, yeah. super validating, like, oh, awesome. This dude who like, I would never say to his face right now because I barely know him, but like, seems to be like one of the best dads you could probably ever witness. Yeah. Just told me I've got my shit figured out. No, so he's, that's... he is, he is yeah. legit as hell. Like, like, yeah, like, like he, um, like there's a spot where we were all heading down to, I think it's fucking Tennessee for, um, for Nashcon, which is by the way, also part of the Midwest fortress because we have went down there and we have conquered it. And, uh, <laughs> um, and, uh, it was, um, it was it like, not all of us could like get our armies down there or like we couldn't fly them out. Like not everyone could like get them fly. You know, some folks were like flying out, uh, like, you know, just wire to wire, barely with enough time to make it to the event and stuff like that. And he's like, "Oh, I'm driving down, taking a van. Like, throw your display boards, throw your armies in there." And so, just like basically, he just drives every like just all of the armies of the Midwest down to fucking Tennessee. We were gonna go to dinner one night. Yeah, and uh, it was like five or six of us. And like Nick made a joke. He's like, "Oh, you got the van?" Like with like this giddy excitement. And I was like, "What the fuck? Like, what the fuck? It's a van. Why are you excited?" And then, like, Nick told me that, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. that man was a pillar of the community. Yeah, no, he's 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 fantastic. <laughs> yeah, no, he is, like, legit. And and it's, it's like, hashtag relationship goals for any parent and their kids in Warhammer, I think, is you want to be like the, you want to be like, yeah. the, like them. And... Like, whether that changed once he's actually able to and everything like that, right? But, like, right now, he thinks it's the coolest thing in yeah. the world. It's one of the things where I was like, no, you're not going to fucking want to, like, yeah, hang out with dad. In ten years, and play these games, but oh. I just saw. Example there's my, exactly there's my son's uh, start collecting box right there. Um, got a buddy a, who bought it with me just to paint it. And he's, he's, he's a dirty, dirty Seraphon player. He's betrayed his father, but um, they are kind of like go- dinosaur ghosts, right? So. True. I'll allow it. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll like I'll count them as undead. Enough. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're led by like a, a freaking demi lich, right? Like a psychic yeah. demi lich frog man. Um, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So I won't, I won't, I won't uh, disown my son for liking uh, Seraphon. Um, <laughs> you see, it's fucking dinosaurs. Like, of course, who the fuck doesn't love dinosaurs when they're a kid, right? Like, it's um, no, it, I, I, um, uh, it's the people. I mean, yeah. it, it's you're most of your favorite stories of a tournament um as the negativity bias fades it's human nature as as the bad experiences like i said i used to remember three distinct bad games i have had a war or like one entire calendar year of tournaments that first year i went i had three games i could remember and as i've piled on a couple more years of tournaments i only remember one you know like it's 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 kind of remarkable it, yeah you know and you're going to remember the story about the van, not necessarily oh, like an individual game, you know, like it, yeah. it just, it, you, the, the high points, the great games start to like stand out all the more. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, well, so, go ahead. Indie Storm, like there is a level of like, it is, I'm still writing that high and everything with how great it went. And like, there's a level of like, it's still kind of fresh in my head, but like even a couple weeks ago at this point a lot of the smaller details about like the specifics in the games I was watching and stuff like that aren't there anymore. Oh, yeah, you... I remember how much of a fucking blast everybody was having, yeah. regardless of how their games were going. Like yeah. my, my buddy Sam, who was on my earlier who bounced around armies, he played one of the Potassics, uh kids 
and they had a legit draw in round two, <laughs> and they were laughing their asses. They were talking about, they were saying it was the stupidest thing in the world and it shouldn't work, right? But they yeah, were yeah. like, yeah, no, it's great. Genuinely having a hilarious good time oh, yeah. about the idea of having this draw, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I, some of my, some of my, my best games were the ones I lost the weirdest. Um, yeah. Like, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, you just, you remember the remarkable and, and you could be remarkable good, remarkable bad, but, but I, I assure you, the more events you go to, the more remarkable things you'll find, the more remarkable people you'll meet. Um, Warhammer is excellent. Um, so, you know, Awesome. Uh, so uh, this is normally where I do the final soapbox, but I feel like we've been pretty soapboxy tonight. Um, we so. have. Sorry, it's always like I'll obviously be on here anytime you want me to, but I I worry that it's always going to happen when I'm on here. Yeah, it's uh, there's a couple guests that we these the the rant casts get particularly ranty. Um, so it's one I love to talk, but I also love to talk about things that matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I um. I, I think that there's a, there is a relationship between the games we play and, and our reality. Um, you know, like you you don't like you don't cease to be who you are in the world to come play a game. Like I know that there are some people who are like, man, they're a completely different person when they play this game. It's well, what part of their personality is coming out, right? Yeah. You know, like what part of my personality is coming out when I'm playing MTG? It's my survival instinct. I'm yeah. and I'm when I'm in my pure lizard brain mode that kid that abused kid from literal streets and projects in north carolina that's not my best version of me well so i mean i'll, I'll get a little real and like my therapist are hilarious but like a lot of the stuff i'm going through i can read some therapy like turns out i've got a lot of neglect hmm. from my childhood like my parents were there and everything right but i was just very much second class citizen in my own family type thing mm -hmm. uh, with my own siblings and stuff and like she like and it's when she said it right i couldn't refute it because like she says that's part of the reason why I, I'm one, I'm like huge found family guy, right? Like that is a trope that I will live and die by. Um, but like she said, that's probably a lot of the reason why I am so in tune with being able to do these big community things and like to build a community. Cause she's like, you're just expanding on that trope you already live by, right? Yeah, like, the found family. Yeah. I may not be as close to the Age of Sigmar community as I am with like my best friends who I consider my brothers and things like that, right? But like, I am building a community and a family of people that I appreciate and like and want to see have fun. And I've just now got the ambitious goal of wanting to spread that everywhere, <laughs> not just locally. Not it's not that insane. You know, I made a charity event to, to spite one person who said my shows were too long. And, uh... <laughs> And look where you're at, right? Like... Right. Yeah. No. Um. The, the never. Uh. You know. I. I think there's the Doomer pill we mentioned earlier. The cynicism. It's. It's so much easier to give into that than to like try to make something meaningful. And, uh, they and them. They want you swallowing well, the black pill. They want yeah, you to I think you to, can't do anything. You know? I used to be that guy. I think that's part of the reason why it bothers me so much because like, I've pulled myself out of it now, and I'm like, I get it. I am infinitely more positive about a lot of things than a lot of people are and i give people the benefit of the doubt and like mm -hmm. and i used to not be that way right but that's why i am that way now, yeah. right? it's because i lived that yeah black pill like everything yeah. sucks life yeah and it wasn't good yeah yeah um wolf uh who i'm sure will be catching this later because he, he added a bed too um he calls it like wholesome nihilism or, or hopeful nihilism is like he's a prescriber of but uh yeah. 
like you know like oh it's all bullshit <laughs> so like might as well have a laugh about it and like have a good time right yeah because the other and I version, can that, right? yeah, like yeah yeah the uh, the other version of like of hopeless nihilism doesn't serve you because you just you, yeah but if it's all it. yeah yeah so and it, so i just it, yep i get i get heated about it and defensive about it because like i just I want everybody to be happy and I don't see how anybody can be that way and not be happy like or like and be happy. Like, well, that's the thing is like, like I've, I've got a buddy who is, who is a legit optimist, you know, like he is like legit, like, you know, best. Uh, he's, he believes in all these, these like lofty, uh, you know, pretty like idealistic stuff. And then he talks to me and, um, and we like, we roll reversal a little bit. He's like, well, you're the negative pessimist one. He's like, and I'm the optimist, but when I talk to you, you have a lot more hope for people than I do. And I'm like, I know it's really weird. Um, like, why are we like this? And it's because, like, I, I have a little bit of that, like, if nothing matters, then, like, fucking have a blast kind of mentality. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and he's, like, neurotic about everything that, you know, uh, you know, he's, he's optimistic about all this stuff, but he's neurotic about all these little details of it that make him, when we're having these, like, more in-depth conversations be the one on the negative side of everything and me the one on the positive side and that's where actually the joke that i swear to god i'm an optimist came in because we were listening to uh, spanish uh, spanish love songs at the time uh the band not like you know like not actual spanish love songs although based you know um <laughs> like i look I, I i fucked with some uh uh what was his name uh uh john cicada back in the day <laughs> all right um, I had to fucking go deep for that reference. <laughs> but yeah, so I, mean, I guess like to wrap up, to sum up my almost three years or whatever, I, I, I feel like a handful of years in Age of Sigmar and running a successful event, like I love the Age of Sigmar community and right. I want to keep giving to it and yeah. like hopefully everybody can get to that, like somewhere near that level of because right? yeah. like we're like yeah like i fucking like i've spent however many hours we've been doing this having a blast talking about anything and everything right like yeah. it's not age of sigma but like it hasn't been right like yeah that's awesome yeah right like if you can't go to an event and make all these connections and like you know go out to dinner the, when the events like when the day's over with people that maybe you met that day and just yeah. have a fucking good time yeah well, why do it yeah well like that's the thing is like you'll you'll what what uh games workshop or what sorry not games what um what this game gives you is the ability to meet people on the game level and you meet yeah. them there first and yeah. and there's some safety rails there in that engagement there's a decorum to how we play the game how we interact we've got our our, our sports scores or our code of conducts that say this is how you play and as you like slowly start to meet people that are like outside the game if there's someone that like you think is interesting or you jive with, or you've got a couple more things in common, then you like, then you open up that your guard a little bit more. And there are some people where you're like, okay, like, cool. I know you to this layer. We'll stop there. I don't need to know anything more. I enjoy our games. Let's, we can grab dinner. And you know, I, this is the person I'm not going to talk weirdo leftyism with, you know, um, this is the person we're just going to talk about Warhammer and I enjoy playing games with them. And I'm, I'm going to stop there, you know, and then there the people that you keep sort of, uh, you know, sort of investing in that you find more yeah. and more interesting. Uh, actually, you talk about John Anderson. John Anderson is actually one of my favorite people in this community. He and I are night and day. He is a hardcore centrist Christian conservative. Uh, 
Like John, John and I, um, yeah. unknowingly, I think maybe to him and like this will out me or I, I think him and I butt heads a lot more than he thinks we do. Yeah. Uh, but I genuinely like him. Yeah. I just don't agree with him. And even, even some game related stuff, right? Like he, he is that next step up on like how, like what he wants out of the game that like, I'm just not there yet and yeah. not interested. Well, he, and he, he port- legitimately worry for me sometimes when I am planning things, right? Because I'm like, is he like, I, like, and I've told him as much, right? Is he going to be the guy that somehow makes this event hard for somebody? Uh, but the- honestly, he blew me away. He, he, and he does, and like, I shouldn't, like, I feel like, John, I genuinely feel bad that I think this sometimes because, like, he legitimately at locals, right? Passes on playing all the time because he's got his competitive stuff or whatever, but will hang out and try and, while maybe not always tactfully, but still talk to people about how to improve their game some. We, we all have and our... Then that, 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 he, he was chill. Yeah. No, he's... he's I a... had this cloud over my head yeah. that, like, if anything goes wrong as far as, like, someone losing poorly, right, it might be tied to that. And, and it wasn't. And I, I genuinely feel bad that I felt that way. People will surprise you. You got to give them a chance, though. You know, like I mean, that's like I like I I genuinely like John John Anderson a lot. He's a he's a really good dude. Um, he he um he, it's funny because like he lets me question him, you know, and like he lets me talk about what I think about stuff. And and because there's an empathy and a mutual respect there, it's a really positive relationship. Um, but I wouldn't have had that if I hadn't met him. Yeah. With Warhammer first. You know, and, um, and in our, our club Discord, he uh, he takes a very buddy cop helpfully type uh, role with me, <laughs> um, and so he has literally changed his name. It is John because uh, we originally I was playing Cruel Boys. He was joking about like pot drops, and it is John uh, Basin Terrapin Anderson is his Discord yeah. name in our club Discord because right. like he has taken that like jokey role of being my little pot drop, right? That's like it's. It's hilarious. Yeah, no, he's he's good people. He really is, and that's what I'm saying. Like, um, I I um I like that I've got a variance of, of folks in chat gang that that hold, don't hold my, uh, you know, belief structures against me or whatever because they they've taken the time to get to like enjoy my content and understand that, you know, you know, there's some people you're always you're never going to see eye to eye with, but like for the most part, people, if you you get that chance in Warhammer to to meet people on that human level and then expand out from there to remember yeah. that. Uh, yeah, I mean, and it's wild to think, right? At Adepticon, between the team event and the singles event, I mean, I prob like I genuinely interacted with everybody in yeah. both those events, on, yeah. like a not just necessarily in passing level. Like I chatted with people as I walked around and stuff. So out of like, if we just say because people that did both events, let's just say two hundred and fifty people, hmm. there's legitimately in that room, like one person. I like I've never seen it, or like one person that like. I will always be able to say, like, I could do without. And that is mind-blowing to me. Mm-hmm. Because even at the height of when I played War Machine and loved it, like, I could go to an event, like a Gen Con event with 100-plus people, and, like, run out of hand, fingers and toes, right? Uh-huh. Like, and it's, yeah, Age of Sigmar is just, I don't know what it is about it compared to other games. Because it's, like, there's nothing different about the game itself at the end of the day. But yeah, there's just something about the Age of Sigmar community that is just—it's special. It's—it's yeah. it's, it's just special. Yeah, right. Um, all right. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. 
um, it has been a blast. I've enjoyed conver uh, our conversation. Um, I wish you and uh, the folks with Indie Storm luck. Um, I wish you especially luck in your personal endeavors, the shop, uh, fostering a better community, uh, helping the indie scene really sort of really sort of come in come into its own. Um, I'm I really am rooting for for your club there. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know all of y'all, but all of y'all that I do know are just amongst some of my favorite people some of the most like when i think of some of, some of them are but they're all, they're all pretty good guys yeah yeah so like i like it's just like you know the pants mafia is like one of those those clubs they're, they're uh, amazing when you when you when someone like comes and plays warhammer i'm like i just want them to run the yeah. run the gauntlet of like playing against the pants mafia i feel that way about the indie club where i'm just like run the gauntlet like you know nick true and like end on john anderson once you've had your humor like amped up a little bit because yeah. he's gonna punch you in the Mike mouth have, like <laughs> one of the most relaxed times ever yeah yeah like, so just uh uh and uh and nick knows he's one of my favorite humans just on the planet period um i've hilariously never played nick yeah i've never yeah. played nick either i don't think because most of my games happen like after hey, i we'll played so nick like, yeah, peaked hey, out before them. Halo played Nick, but I did spend like 16 hours in a car with with Nick once, and and uh, and so yeah, my, my my bond is forever uh, is forever with mm. that man. Um, all right, <laughs> thank you so much thanks for joining me. Tonight. Yeah, thanks so much for joining me tonight, TJ. Hey, chat gang, you are the show within the show. The reason I do this thing. Remember, drink your milk, pay your taxes, and this one's felt a lot harder lately. But be excellent to yourselves. Be excellent to each other. Um, take care, everybody. Good night.